Okay, well, this is going to be a fun one because we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. We're going to talk, I should say, you guys are going to talk about cryptocurrency <laughs> and Bitcoin because both you, Chris Becker, and Sincere are way more knowledgeable about this space. And there's a lot of people out there that have heard about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, but they have no clue what it is. And I include myself among those people. And that's after researching it for 10 days. So this, this is the space that it's, it's, I mean, it's not that complex once you get into it, but from the periphery, you're going, what, what is this? I mean, what is this all about? Is this money? Is this technology? What's going on here? But this is something you need to know. You can't be on the wrong side of the fence on this topic, just like the internet. You don't want to be on the wrong side of the digital divide. You don't want to be on the wrong side of this disrupting currency technology, for lack of a better metaphor. So Chris Becker, my friend is on. I know him in Vegas. He's been on my YouTube show before. We talked about a variety of things on that episode, but we didn't get into this space. We didn't get into cryptocurrency. And Chris is super knowledgeable about this. Sincere is very knowledgeable about this as well. So this is going to be a fun conversation, largely between these two smart guys. And once you guys get going, I'm going to mute and just start taking notes. Awesome, man. First of all, Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Like, like I said, this is going to be fun. Mike told me that, you know, hey, man, I got another buddy that's really into crypto because Mike and I were just talking about it casually one day. But then again, Mike was like, OK, if Sincere's talking about this, let me kind of check this out. And <laughs> because, you know, one thing about me, once I get into something, man, I take a deep dive into it. And pretty much everything else is almost non-existent at that point. I'm, I get so focused. I get obsessed. Like, I mean, truly right. obsessed. And what's crazy is this is a space where it's, it's not that hard not to get obsessed about it because when you start looking at all the different things, if you're one of those people that are truly into innovation and, and disruptors, like to me, this is like, okay, even on a political, from a political aspect about this, you know, the, the world of crypto is the most libertarian thing that you could ever think of <laughs> because right. it, it, it really sticks to that, that doctrine that, well, most real libertarians want to stick to you know basically it's like you want very little to no government involvement you know and basically this is almost financial anarchy if you really want if you really want to break it down because this pretty much takes takes the middleman out of it gets the middleman out of your pockets out of your life and basically you get in control of your of your freedom and you don't you don't have to sit there defer your freedom to someone else and ask for permission to be free which i'm sorry that's that's a paradox. That's an oxymoron. Right. You know, why? Right. And, that, and people love to talk about freedom all the time. But are we really free? Because we're paying taxes, first of all. And of course, those people jump in like, oh, but we have to have taxes because we got to build roads <laughs> and schools. I'm like, so what do you think they were doing before 1913? Right, okay. right, right. <laughs> you know, before exactly. all that. Exactly. <laughs> like, so you're trying to tell me that there were no roads and no schools before 1913? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so I'm like, no, you've been very programmed. You know, they've indoctrinated you from day one to think like, hey, it's okay for you to give us permission to take money out of your pockets. Right. <laughs> so so <laughs> it's like, yes, please t- take take from me. Yes, it's for the greater good. <laughs> so, right. Right. But, you know, and what's but the thing is, when you're giving that money to these entities that are supposed to be looking out for you, you don't necessarily know exactly what they're doing with it because they're not disclosing everything they're doing. They'll tell you just enough. And hell, even what they're telling you may not even be true. So yeah, we're right. spending this much on this, but then why is it that you guys always have to raise the debt ceiling? What are you what are you wasting all this money on? Three hundred and thirty million people in this country <laughs> that you're taxing left and right, you know, some way right. somehow, whether it's sales tax, whether it's property tax, whether it's you know gift tax, there's some type of tax. You're getting all this money hand over fist. What are you spending it on? You know, like right. how much how much defense do we need when 
basically we've been fighting in the same place for the last 20 years. And look what happened. We <laughs> failed at it. Okay. So my, some, some dudes in flip-flops with rocks just took over and they took all those weapons that we paid for. What is right. happening with our money? You know, why is it that you know, the debt keep going, keeps going up? It's like, what, $28 trillion now? That's just unfathomable. Like, what the hell are you buying? What are we doing? Right. So, you know, at this point now, here's a point now with crypto that we can take all that back. And now, because you know, the whole thing, not, to not go too deep into it, that's the beautiful thing about the blockchain is because no one can tamper with it. No one can lie. You know, everybody has to come to an agreement before it's put on the blockchain, which is basically a ledger. You know, just like if you wrote down, hey, I spent money on this and you write it down in the ledger part of your checkbook You know, for the old school people out there, checkbooks. You remember those? Some of y'all. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when you're writing in your ledger, you know, keeping up with your spending, you, you pretty much can see it right there. And there's an agreement right there, because if it's just a little bit off, you're going to throw off, you know, pretty much how much money you have. And you might either overspend or underspend. So the one thing about that, that the blockchain technology that's out there, it keeps up with it, it's an agreement amongst different people who are pretty much not centralized like a bank, but pretty much it's open source. So therefore, everyone gets to chip in on this. And it, it's, it's for the people. It's not one centralized source like the bank or the Federal Reserve or someone like that, who is pretty much above our pay grade. And they don't have to tell us jack shit, you know, what they're doing with our money. Because, right. because first of all, you look at the Federal Reserve, you know, and, and the central banks, they're faceless. They're, yep. they're faceless. The central bank doesn't have a location, even though it's called the central bank. Even though, where the hell is that? Where are these people? Where are the governors? You don't even know who these people are. I'm right. sorry. Can you just think of, imagine going in a dark alley, you know, and you've got your money, you got a, a, a pocket full of money. You know, and it's pitch dark. So, in fact, Mike was just talking about this restaurant. I think it's called, uh, what's the name of the restaurant, Mike, that you and Carol just went to, where it's like yeah, no blackout. light? Yeah, blackout. So imagine going to this restaurant. Okay, this restaurant, basically, there's no light. You eat, and there's no light. So right. it's just you and voices. Okay, so imagine if someone comes to the table and says, okay, your meal is going to be 20, it's going to be $50. And you reach in your pocket, which you can't even see, and you just hand that, you just hand them some money. And they walk away and you don't know exactly who the hell you were talking to, you know, but they're just letting you know, like, hey, I, I work here and we, I need your money to pay for this food that we brought out to you. And you just say, oh, here you go. That's pretty much what you're pretty much doing with a central bank. You don't know who the <laughs> hell you don't know who the hell that was and who the hell took right. your money. They just told you that you need to pay. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Just like, right. <laughs> So you, you're like, OK, I don't want to go to jail. But so. The only alternative next time is, okay, don't go out to that restaurant, cook at home. You don't have to worry about who's taking your money. You know, it's just right. like, so now we have that alternative with crypto because instead of sitting worrying about the feds and central bank and all this taking our money and doing who knows what with it, you know, now I can look on my, I can look in my blockchain account. I can look at my crypto account and know where my money's going at this point. Yep. I can decide what I'm buying. You know, what coins am I going to buy? What projects am I going to invest in and what they're doing? Or I can just let it sit there and actually build and collect money by interest or whatever. And I can either do that in the exchange. I can have a physical wallet. I can have a cold wallet, which is in the cloud, you know? So I have all those options, but I'm the one in control of my money for once. And that why that is why this is so scary and what's good to, to, to the powers that be. And so right. and people like that, because guess what? It equals the playing field because here you are, you're a millennial, you know, here I am, I'm Gen X, you know, then, you know, you got our grandparents. If we just sit down and break it down and, human terms they'll get into it which is what's happening now they're getting more money now with crypto than they ever would have with a 401k and an ira it, you know where they got to wait till they're like 65 to retire 
some of them can retire in the very year they get into crypto if they really, really wanted to. You know, right. that's a that's a promise right there that you you can't beat that, man. So my yeah. question is, being that you are a millennial, like what really got you into this? What got you into crypto? Um, well, uh, it's funny because I, I saw it when I, it was 2013, 2012, when I saw Bitcoin, I think it was on <laughs> yeah. Reddit. Yep. And uh, at the time, my priorities were not right. I was making I was making a lot of money at the time, but it was coming, I would say, a little too easy for, for a kid my age. I was making a substantial amount of money. And so my incentives were not in the right place. I, it was, I, was allowed to, I was basically able to play video games all day and still make a bunch of money. And that, that was just like, and I wasn't making money from the games. I was just, just what I did with, I chose to do with my free time instead of trying to level up myself and look into things. So I didn't take the five minutes to type in Google, hmm, what is Bitcoin, right? right? I just assumed it was some internet scam money stuff, right? I was like, <laughs> oh, whatever. And um, so then 2017 rolls around. And at the time I uh, was, a, was a partner in a, in a company. We, we did contract manufacturing for herbal supplements. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, you know, we, we co-packed other people's product for them. And uh, one of our employees at the time was around, I think it was, September or August. He's like, Hey man, you seen Bitcoin? I'm like, yeah, I've heard about that. I remember, I remember that. What is, what's, what's up with that? And he shows me his Coinbase account. It's got like 250 K in there. He's like, yeah, man, I put $3,600 in 2013. I'm like, what <laughs> What are you talking about? So literally immediately, like I didn't even look into what is Bitcoin at this time. I just went home when we were, we were actually here in Vegas for a trade show. And I lived in LA at the time I went home. I'm like, all right, I'm taking all my money out of the stock market, all of it. I don't care all of it. I'm going all in. I went all in on, I went like Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin. Yep. And I got a little bit of XRP and some other stuff. And this was like toward the end of that 2017 bull run where yeah. I think Bitcoin at the time was like 3,800, $3,500. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. About 39. Yeah. Right. Around yeah. That time. Yeah. So I just, I just, I didn't even look in. What is this Bitcoin crap? I just literally said, I'm Here's in my money. <laughs> Here's so my money. Take, take my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then it went up to 20 K and I saw my portfolio Jeez. multiply by five in a matter of like three months. And I was like, <clears throat> wow. But I didn't, I didn't sell. I didn't sell anything because I was, you know, like many people, we thought it's just going to keep going. Right. Because I didn't know anything about the cycles, the, the oh, yeah, year the, cycle, the having, yeah, the having, having the bear run, you know, it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Jack about that. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, sometimes just buying and holding is the best thing you can do and um, trying to time the market is, is never good. And I didn't sell at the bottom either. Thank goodness. Some people, a lot of people did Ooh, that, man. Can you, let's <laughs> just talk about, can we just talk about the dude that bought pizza with Bitcoin? Like back in oh. 2000, was it 2000, 2010, maybe I think. I think it was 2010 or 11. Yeah. yeah 10,000 like, Bitcoin. Yeah. 10,000 Bitcoin for, <laughs> for some pizza like that dude. I'm surprised somebody's make sure that dude's not on suicide watch at this point. Man. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I saw him on, I saw him on the news actually one time and it was during 2017 when it peaked to 20,000 and they, they calculated how much he would have. Like, and he's like, you don't have any regrets. He's like, no, I don't have any regrets. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> and this is what Mike just recently. And I talked about regret thing. Like that guy is so full of crap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he is so full of crap. Like you don't regret selling 10,000 Bitcoin. From, and back, especially back then, because dude, at that time, like I, I think I got in, I bought one around that time and it cost me like 50 bucks. Okay. Mm. I got one Bitcoin and 50 bucks. 
Because, you know, one of my friends, he's like this computer nerd. You know, he, I was in the graphic design at the time and I knew it from that world. And he was like, hey, man, you should check this out. Check out Bitcoin. I was like, I keep hearing about this, but what the hell is it? You know, and then I, just like you, I saw it in Reddit, which I was like, mm, it's already kind of sketchy because it's in Reddit. You know, then, you know, you had like Mount Gok and all that stuff coming around, which is basically all these nerds from Magic the Gathering, you know, had got together, you know. So, you know, and next thing you know, it, they pretty much did a spinoff and made an exchange for Bitcoin off magic magic the gathering that's what mount gawk pretty much that's what it stands for so i'm just right. like what the hell what is all this I'm like i'm a i know i'm a dork i know i'm a geek i'm a nerd or whatever but not like that you know they right. when right. you get to the people that start doing the role-playing games you kind of lost because i haven't done this since dungeons and dragons <laughs> okay so i'm like what's next the dungeons and dragons exchange i'm like what the hell is this? like dungeon master gonna be taking my money next like what is right. I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass man at this point i can't play with these games man especially right. with money right. and i have a family but I right. like, you know what? what's 50 bucks you know and then once I, you know, once it went to like a hundred, I mean, I'm like, oh, that's a hundred percent return. I'm out. I'm good. Hey, that was cool. <laughs> and then I went back to going back to traditional stocks because I, I was like, okay, this is not quite like stocks. I don't understand what this is, you know, but it's, it gave a return like a stock. But what is it if I can't get it from like E-Trade or something like that, you know, at the right. time. And so I was out. But now I look back at like, damn, man, I have just one at freaking 50 bucks at that time. And now I look at now, I don't, I don't know about that dude. It's like, he's talking about, he had no regrets. I'm like, I do. <laughs> it's like, right. First right. of all, I mean, I just had one. First of all, I know me, I know better. I should, I know I should have, I was dealing with money. I should have been diving deep into trying to figure the thing out instead of just going on. But at that time, it just really was reflective of like where my life was at that time. And the person right. I was, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much, I've come out of a divorce or whatever. I'm just kind of like, almost kind of living this bachelor life or whatever. And just like, oh, okay, let me, okay. I'm, I'm now I pretty much have a lot more money to myself because I don't have a spouse at this time. I had a girlfriend who now is my, you know, at that time was a new, you know, I just got married again, but I had someone that's a little bit smart, way smarter about money and investing. So I was in there like, we we're doing stocks and really getting that. So I'm like, I'm not to tell my wife I'm getting into some bullshit called Bitcoin or whatever. She's going to be like, what the hell is that? What are you doing with, our, with your money? So, yeah, man, I, I was pretty much the same way, whereas, you know, I just like I had a lot more free time to do things with my money. But again, I was more focused on the, really getting into the stock market because I had deferred being in that for about 10 years just because of the person I was with prior to that, you know, coming, you know, coming in college, I was all in the stocks. But then I don't know, you get with some, some people, if you're not, this is one thing when it comes to relationships. And I always tell people this, you know, especially anyone just like younger than me and having, you know, they're not getting married and thinking about it. I'm like, look, whatever you do, whoever you're with, Make sure that you both look at money the exact same way, that you speak the same language when it comes to money. If you got mm. someone that comes, that's if you're with someone that's a spender and you're a saver, you're going to have problems. If you have yep. some, if you're someone that likes to invest and then you're with someone that's truly all about that, that corporate way of life and living check to check and busting their ass and working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and just getting by. They won't truly understand what it is to invest because right. in their mind, it's all about, well, we got to pay these bills now. They don't, they won't understand the concept of pay yourself, pay yourself first. I was just going to say that. Pay <laughs> you yourself know, first. Yeah. That scares the hell out. When they hear that, it scares the shit out. They're like, what do you, first of all, why are you paying yourself? What have you done? look man i'm i don't i'm not pulling these quotes out of my ass i've i've lived these quotes i've i've heard i've I've had these discussions it's like what does that even mean pay yourself first even when Uh, you have a when you have a business and you know you have someone that works in that that traditional work environment and you're an entrepreneur that sometimes becomes like a a clash of the titans as well because they don't truly understand it's like i don't have to wait 
until December to, you know, and hope for a raise. I, somebody, as an entrepreneur, if I need a raise, I will give myself a raise. Well, what does that even mean? Well, first right. of all, I'll, ra- I'll raise my prices. Okay. So, you know, I can do that. I can, I have control of my money that way, you know, and there are going to be times where it's going to be slow. There's going to be times where business is really good, but to them, to someone that lives by that check to check lifestyle, that scares the crap out of them. So now if that's scary, start talking about a currency that, you know, that you, you can never see. <laughs> you know, you can never hold it. You know, it's like, yeah. well, if it's currency, like, well, what does it look like? Like, I've never seen a Bitcoin before. You won't. <laughs> so that's the thing. Right. Like, Wait a minute, it's mystery money. Well, I hate to right. break it down to you. That piece of paper that you're carrying in your wallet, that's mystery money too, because that dollar yeah. is not a dollar. Okay. Right. You know, as oh, we're speaking, yeah. as we're speaking right now, that dollar is 91 cents. Okay. Right. So where's your other nine cents at this point? And the fact that they can yep. just keep printing when they want to and make as much as they want or whatever. That goes to show you, like, your money's not real either. But you've been, in, again, right. you've been indoctrinated to think that this is real money. So, right. yeah, I get it, man. You know, it's just, currency. It's not, uh, it's not money. It's currency. And, uh, exactly. you know, you got to realize the, the currency and, and money have all, they have similar properties, right? Okay, Except one part, which is the, the property that money has that currency doesn't, which is store of value. Exactly. And, and when you realize that the dollar is minus, like, what is it? 93% since its inception. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not going, I mean, that chart, when you look at that chart, like you think this is going to V shape up anytime soon. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, not. Hey man, uh, you need to choose another letter. Okay. Cause uh, this, that's not a V <laughs> that's one big long right. ass. Right. That's a right. long ass L and the right. L is for loss. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, well, it's like, it's, people don't understand go ahead. Mike. Go ahead Mike. No, I'm saying what people don't understand about cash is they think Putting money in the bank is a safe investment. And they don't realize that that's the most risky (laughs) thing you could do. You're guaranteed to lose every day, not even in the long run. Every day you're losing. You're losing value every single day. I mean, I look at just what I've made with Vanguard index funds. I look at what I've put in and I look at what I've got in returns. And And it's tremendous. Nothing compared to this Bitcoin space. But it's way better than if I just parked it in a bank. That's for sure. Right. Yep. I mean, yep. they're basically what the bank is doing. All you're basically doing to my putting your money in the bank is also the equivalent of you taking, you know, sitting there and taking out income tax of your paycheck. So when you take out income tax on a paycheck, you're basically giving the government a, an interest free loan. Okay. <laughs> so guess what you're doing with the bank? You're doing the same thing. When you sit there yep. and you put your money in the bank, yep. they're taking your money. And so uh, first of all, let's just say you put, $10 million in the bank. Here's the deal. <laughs> You're not really putting $10 million in the bank. You're giving yeah. them permission to take $10 million of this imaginary account that you have. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they can take the majority of that 10 million and they can invest it any way they want to and loan it to other people without your permission. Here's the, yep. how do you know? Well, here's the thing. Now let's just say someone kidnaps your child and they, <laughs> they give you a $10 million ransom. <laughs> okay. So you go to your bank. I need to get $10 million right now to rescue my child. Well, well, Mr. Mahler, you know, it's going to take us a couple of days to get that money together. What the fuck you mean it's going to take a couple of days? I gave you $10 million like 10, like 10 years ago. You're like, yeah, that's the thing. It's going to take us a little time to get that much of money. We don't keep that amount of money in the bank at one time. Bitch, you're a bank. Why not? Okay. Right. Like, what does that right. even mean? You know, so. Right. People think when they put their money at a bank that it's actually there at that location. <laughs> right. <And> that's the- <laughs> right. Whatever it is, whether it's $10,000, whether it's $50,000, 
They think that that $50,000 is allocated in a warehouse part of the bank with their name on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just numbers on a screen, guys. Exactly, man. It's all yep. it is. So, so Chris, back, backtracking a little bit with your story. So you, you bought cryptocurrency fairly early in the game, but it sounds like you actually sold it at some point. You didn't, you don't actually, you didn't hold on to what you have then up until now. No, no, actually, I never sold anything. Um, oh, you didn't? Okay. No, no, I didn't. I, what I do regret is the second regret. The first regret is not looking into it in 2012, 2013 when I first saw it. But the, the second regret is not deep diving in 2017, 2018. And it's, mm. it's not really my fault because I got sick with cancer in 2018. So like at the very beginning, and I was already sick. I just didn't have a diagnosis. So my, my motivations were not all there because I was in a lot of pain. But during the time of 2018 bear market, um, I wish I, you know, had dollar cost averaged more during that whole time and bought and accumulated more of that because, uh, you know, there was just such an opportunity to do so. I mean, Ethereum dropped to under a hundred dollars. It was amazing. And, uh, um, so yeah, but I didn't, I didn't sell anything. All I did was just hold the whole time. And then once I started deep diving, which I think it was, after the March crash of March, 2020 last year. Yeah. 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 That's when I was like, okay. And it's so funny. Uh, right before that, I want to say like three days, maybe four days before that I was talking to my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, you know, I had this feeling like, I'm like, it's about to go again. Like we're about to go crazy again on crypto. I'm like, I got to get ready. And I had, I had this crazy idea sincere. And Mike, you guys are going (laughs) to laugh at this. I had about at that time about 60k worth of credit cards available money and I was like I have credit card processing with my business but like I sh- I'm going to swipe all the money to myself, invoice myself, make, make up some oh, invoices. I, I like to first of all, give a shout out to square because uh, I've been, I've done, I've done that. So yeah. out to, hey, Jack, Jack Dorsey props to you, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I know where you're going with this because I've done it before. Man. Yeah. I, I was just <laughs> thinking about it and I didn't have the guts to do it. And Bitcoin was around 7.5K, 7.8K at the time. It was just coming down. And right before that March, like 12th, when it just dropped to like 3.8K. And then when it did, instead of like, I ended up swiping one of my cards for 10K. Um, but I didn't swipe them all. I got scared. I, 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 got re- I was watching YouTube and listening to all this FUD. FUD is uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. For, yeah. for those that don't know what FUD means, yeah. it's a funny term. But um I just like like Bitcoin's going down to 1K, blah, blah, blah. And like this Corona thing just happened. And I'm like, okay, this is scary. Like this, this financial markets could really just take a dip here. And I, I got scared and I ended up not doing that. Of course, that's, an, that's a third regret. But that's when March 2020 and on is when I started really deep diving into crypto. And, and that's when I started, okay, this is where like I'm going all in. And I just started taking as much profits from my business as I could and just literally just dumping thousands and thousands of dollars at a time. It's funny because you say that because I'm at that point now, like these last few months or whatever, I've, I've had that same attitude about the stock market. Like, dude, I've had options. I, you know, I had leaps, you know, which is pretty much like these long-term options where, you know, you buy an options contra- contract and it's, it expires to say maybe two years from now. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was like the way to go because, you know, you basically you're spending more time in the market than trying to time the market. And at right. that point, if you get an option that's two years out, it's really, it's really hard for it to, to, to not, to not win, you know, right. to, for it to not give you some type of profit back, you know? So it was a strategy where it's like, okay, I, 
I can get at least maybe 500% back on this option. If I get it two years out now, even if it does get 500%, I can roll it for another two years and then get another 500 to 1500% return on it. And it's crazy right. now when I, as I'm saying this now, where somebody's listening, like shit, 500%, 1500% return. When I'm sitting there now being in this world of crypto, I'm like, God, that's such a trash ass number, you know, that I gotta, <laughs> that I gotta wait two years to get. Whereas I can be in, in crypto and I can get a 1500% return within like a, oh shit, a, a few hours or maybe just a, a few days, maybe a month. It depends right. on what project you, you know, you're, you're investing in, you know, right. crypto wise or whatever. So it's just hilarious to even look back like now I can't even look at, I don't even want to hear about stocks and options at this point, unless, <laughs> unless it's crypto related. Now right. the, there's still a lot of stuff in my stock portfolio that's still attached, like, you know, Coinbase. I have, I have shares of Coinbase. I've got great, you know, projects, you know, I've got um, shares of Grayscale, you know, um, right. Grayscale, you know, their Bitcoin, GBTC. Um, yep. Also um, in their Ethereum, ETH, you know, ETHE, you know, so yeah. I, I have, I still have a lot of shares in those things, things that are still connected to, at this point, the way I look at my portfolio, it's either connected to this digital currency world, or it's going to be into innovation, disruptive innovation, like SpaceX, Kathy Woods, ETF, you know, which is regarding space and things like that, because this is the future right there. And then there's those, you know, of course, there's going to be those that are still going to connect it to all of the above, but, ne- but, at this point, their shareholders don't really understand it yet because they're still looking at what these companies are doing now. Like, let's say like a Twitter, you know, or, you know, you look at someone like, you know, you look at Microsoft, you look at Apple, you look at all those and you look at Facebook and people still look at those, those companies as, okay, Facebook is a social media company. No, it's a tech company. Okay. It's a tech company that's really trying to get into this digital currency space. You know, once again, I think they just got rejected again with their own digital, you know, um, right. coin, you know, they had um, DM and then what was it? Libra or something like that before Libra, that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, Congress is like, nah, bro, you've got over what? 8 billion. I don't know how many billion people they have now in, in, in the Facebook, you know, ecosphere now. But if you, if each one of those people now are having their own digital coin, that would give, Facebook a market cap that is actually way more than the United States, you know, right. and what they have, you know, at this point, that's giving <laughs> one dude way too much power. They're not right. trying to hear that. So they shot that down really fast, man. Oh, so yeah. then, I mean, then you look at like an Apple who is finding a way now they're going to make a way that their, that Apple wallet is going to be that connection between the everyday person that's in that Apple ecosphere and connect them also with digital currency as well. And it's yep. already happening because now they're working with deals like with Coinbase and, and companies like that. So it, it's inevitable, but keep in mind, look at Apple and then look at their market cap. You know, you got a market cap, I think of like 1.2 trillion, I think, or 1.3 trillion. You yeah. know, again, they, their market cap is what the U.S., like what they spent on, on checks, just giving out checks to people during the coronavirus. Okay. Right. They spent 1.3 trillion you know, on, on just trying to give people relief. And whereas Apple's sitting on that, or just sitting on cash, that same amount. They're just sitting right. there laughing and watching the, watching the U.S. government print fake money, you know, and then send out these freaking checks to everyone, like $1,200 checks or whatever. And Apple's sitting like, we're good. We're good. Right. It's like, right. what, you're, what you're going more in debt with is what we just sit on. We just have that cash to spend. We, we don't even know what to do with it right now at this point. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's just crazy. So that's the world we're living in. That, again, 
That's why I, I, won't, I won't get rid of stocks like that. I won't get rid of a, a Tesla stock because they do understand where this is going and they're already dabbing into it because, hey, I mean, we had a nice spike back in February with Bitcoin thanks to Elon, you know, right. because, you know, again, he used Bitcoin as a hedge for his company. Well, why was right. kind of blowing through money like that, which is very smart. I think he made more money off of that than selling cars. He did. He actually did. That was actually <laughs> when it came time for them to report their earnings, you know, right after that, um, right after that session or whatever, that was the majority of their money, you know, yep. for that, for that quarter it came from Bitcoin, from the Bitcoin that he sold. Yep. And I think he still holds about 1 billion right now. Like he is, as far as um, uh, corporations that own the most Bitcoin at this point, you have a uh, micro strategy, which is Michael Saylor's company. Uh, yep. That dude is like buying, he's buying Bitcoin, like a uh, dude's first time in Vegas buying hookers, you know, at this <laughs> point, like, man, it's like, he, he can, it's like a buffet for him. It's like, he can't get enough. It's like the buffet of freaking, I don't know, the Bellagio for this guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what's so. interesting about MicroStrategy is that Vanguard owns 25% of MicroStrategy's stock. Yeah. So indirectly, people are in the Bitcoin space or the cryptocurrency space without even realizing it. Well, a lot yeah. of them do realize it. And they, that's how they like it because they feel it's less risky to just be, to, they, they just want exposure to it. So those yeah. stocks, those stocks I was talking about, like Grayscale, that's the reason why Grayscale is like so popular with a lot of investors because it's giving people exposure to Ethereum. It's giving them exposure to Bitcoin without them ever having to really do the, have the, have the risk at this right. point. That's why so many of these companies are fighting to be the first to get this official, you know, like um, crypto ETF, which, you know, this has been going on for since like 2017, you know, I mean, all the way back to like the Winklevoss twins, you know, who co-founded Facebook um, with Mark Zuckerberg, those guys, they have a nice platform as well, as far as cryptocurrency is concerned, um, Gemini. Um, yep. These guys are very smart when it comes to, you know, this space, you know, and these are guys who also have gone all in with this and put all their energy into this. So, but so yeah, a lot of these companies, they, they, they just want the exposure to this, but at the same time, not have to put the full risk into it. And that's the reason why Michael Saylor is gathering so much Bitcoin because he is doing it not just for him, but also for his clients as well. And so it's, it's a smart, it's a very smart strategy. And people look like, damn, this dude right here, but th there's a method to his madness. But like I say, right now he's, when it comes to just these private entities or whatever, he's number one as far as who owns the most Bitcoin. Uh, yep. He just, at the time that we're recording this, I think he bought up another $150 million worth of Bitcoin. Um, uh, he, I know. <laughs> so, Unreal. And, and, and number two is Elon, who is like nowhere close. Tesla, like Elon is nowhere close to Michael Saylor. He's number two. <laughs> okay. Right. He's, he's a distant number two. So you can just imagine like where Grayscale and all of them are at this point. It, it's, right. it's a funny game, man. But at the same time, it's very smart what Chris did by what we call hodling, which is holding on for dear life. Basically, you know, you're not selling. You're not selling what right. you have. And, you know, there's um, there's a guy I love to watch. Um, his name is Ben Armstrong. He has a show on um, on YouTube uh, called yep. Bit, Bit Boy Crypto. You know, yep. and one of the things that I mean, his mantra, especially to retail investors, which is everybody pretty much who's listening to the show, because we're not big institutions or hedge funds. If you are a hedge fund, a big institution, you know, holler at me and Mike for sponsorship. OK, so but <laughs> otherwise, for the retail investors out there, the regular everyday person like us, you know, he tells them every day, whatever you do, don't sell your Bitcoin, don't sell your Ethereum and don't sell your Cardano. Those are like the top three out of five, 
you know, um, cryptocurrencies out there, you know, again, cause like Chris mentioned, Bitcoin's like, you know, it's the store of value. It's like gold. You know, people don't buy gold to go and use it to go buy groceries. No, they buy it as a hedge. I mean, you know, shit goes bad. At least you've got your gold because, Hey, this thing has been used as currency and, and some, some type of value since the beginning of time, you know, at this point, you know, way before there was fiat money, where there's, you know, before there was paper money. In fact, paper money was basing its value off of gold up until 1973. Oh, 71, I believe. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Nixon, for screwing yeah. that up. You yeah. know, actually, so. that, that happened. That uh, we actually went off of that technically in 1913. I know. It wasn't with official. Wilson, with Wilson. Yeah. Yes. And the Federal um, Reserve. It, yeah. That's when they started printing. And then other countries started figuring out that, hey, you know, we, you guys are printing more dollars than you have our, our gold that we sent you. Right. Uh, can we get our gold back? And that's when Nixon was like, nope, <laughs> nope, you, you can't do that. <laughs> and then every country just was like, okay, that, that, that's fine. We'll keep these dollars. That's okay. You guys keep printing. No problem. You yeah. know? Uh, and I think the reason why they said, okay, was because they're like, you know, Hey, you guys want to mess with the U S military? <laughs> Yeah, somebody, yeah, I mean, basically, somebody, it was the most authoritarian thing that a democratic society could ever do, you know, and, yeah. and that's the reason why this is also one of those things that is really scaring these guys who've been in power all this time since 1913, because now those very countries, those, we're talking about the smaller countries, we're talking about the El Salvador's, you know, all these Latin American countries, and all these quote unquote, what I, I, first of all, language is very important. I never call these countries third world countries, because a lot of these countries were here long before the United States, they were first world countries. So these first world countries, like a lot of the countries inside Africa, and like I said, in Latin America, and, and smaller countries of Asia and all this. Now, they're realizing because their economies have tanked because they've been so dependent on the U.S. dollar, which, again, we just print money left and right, which basically devalues that, that dollar. And we don't really feel it as much as these countries do, these smaller countries it. do. Exactly. And so and they basically it's, it's almost a mob mentality because the you know, U.S. pretty much does a shakedown on all these countries. Like, hey, you got my money? You, well, you know, you, uh, well, your money's not making us any money. Hey, I didn't ask you all that. Do you have my money? Oh, you don't have my money? Right. Well, here's the thing. We're going to go ahead and start a war over here. We need, we need to free you. You people need right. some freedom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a good, a great place for some freedom. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and occupy your country until you can pay us off. So we're going to go ahead and take those resources that you have. Oh, you've got gold here. Oh, you've got diamonds. Oh, you've got all these minerals that we can use to make electronics. Cool. We're going to go ahead and commandeer that for a little while in the name of freedom until you can pay us back, which they can never pay them back. They'll never be right. able to do it because of the value of that. But now along comes Bitcoin. Whereas again, like you mentioned, it's a store of value. It is what it is, is what it is. And there's the, and the reason why is because when Satoshi Nakamoto, Nakamoto created this, which no one knows if Satoshi was actually an actual person or was it just a group of people? You know, is he alive? Is he dead? Is he a he? No one knows. But when it came to the point of Bitcoin being created, supposedly it was created by someone named Satoshi Nakamoto. And so the whole thing about this is like he created, when they came up with Bitcoin, they only created so many in circulation. Okay, 21 million. That's it. There's only 21 million Bitcoin out there. And then what every three and a half, four years, they have that. They start cutting that, that circulation. They start cutting and cutting and cutting it. So I think at this point that we're recording, this is like only 18 million out there now in circulation. Right. Out of that 21 million that started back in 20, what, 2008, 2009 after the crash. Well, the, the reason uh, for that is because a lot of them got 
a lot of them are actually lost forever. Too. Yeah, gone. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's actually probably like 18 million is the, the real total. And we right. haven't released all that yet. I think by the time we release it, I'll be 21, 24, something like that. Some, some yeah. year in the future that we'll, you won't be around anymore. Exactly. But, but yeah, every four years, the amount that gets the amount that the miners get in, in reward for, for spending computer power and energy um, gets cut in half. So it's like, it's like the inflation is getting cut in half every year or every four years. Yeah. And um, which makes it more uh, valuable because it's becoming more scarce. Right. And, you it, know, it's, so. it's a, I was telling Mike actually the other night that it, it was a way to program in the price to go up, which would what, which is what makes it so attractive to people. And that's and, how and you get more people in is the exactly. price. And it makes the price go up honestly. Okay. Not just like, okay, we're just going to print a bunch of it. Okay. Now we're just going to hide a bunch of it and say, oh, it's missing. We don't have enough. You know, right, it's like, right. no, this, it is what it is because again, again, you, it's peer to peer, these miners, you know, they, they have the computing power to continue to, to, to mine Bitcoin, pretty much think about it like a gold miner. Okay. Yep. So these guys have all agreed, like, okay, they're all, this is where the checks and balances come in. They all make sure that no one comes in and corrupts the system because you have a majority who like making sure they're all it's a bunch of ones and zeros folks it's a lot of math all this is based off mathematical problems and one thing about math math doesn't lie that's the thing about right. it so you can't you can't screw math you know you can't sit and tell me two and two is eight right. we're gonna look at you like you're stupid okay it's just not gonna work because there's been this universal agreement since the beginning of time that two and two is four at this point and so right. that's basically what's going on. Just like your computer that you're looking at right now, there's a lot of ones and zeros back in, in the background working together to make your screen come on. If one little thing gets out of pocket, that screen's going off, okay, right. until it's fixed. And so that's the same thing with this. There's a lot of agreements that's going on that's universal that can't be changed. It is what it is. And that's the beautiful thing about cryptocurrency, you know, and that happening like that because you can't have a system just come in. You can't have an entity like the government who decides they want to do something real shady and just fix the numbers. And the thing is, because why, if you try to do that, everyone can see you because it's peer to peer. They'll know right. who did it and they'll know why you did it. And they know where you did it. And, right. You know, and, and then they'll most likely they'll stop you before you even do it. Trust me. Right. There have been people that try to hack or whatever. And it's when you hear about these hacks, it is not the same as people who are actually trying to change up how many Bitcoins out there, something like that. This is not going to happen. Right. It's not right. going to happen, which is, that's what makes yep. it such a beautiful thing. This is like, yep. this is the utopia you dreamed about. So these are the droids that you're looking for. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, man. Yeah. So it's, it's so life-changing. Like I was saying, man, it, it levels the playing field. So you have these, these poor countries. You have these places like Venezuela who has like, oh, man, their inflation. I mean, they're, mm. man, it's like, what, 1,500% or something it's like really that. really bad. It's so yeah. ridiculous. It's like, yeah. okay, that's just dumb. Just don't even get, don't even give them a number. Okay. Just yeah. say, just, just to say, say it's, just say it's effed. It's, it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked percent. That's what they're, that's what there is. Okay. No, you can't even put a number on it, man. But now you have these places now who were so dependent on this crappy dollar, you know, that could be manipulated. Now they have an option. And the thing about it, like, so you take someone like El Salvador back in June, they adopted Bitcoin as, you know, legal tender for them. You know, yes, it's going to go through its little phases of trying to get it implemented, you know, throughout the entire country with all of its citizens, you know, but I'm thinking like, look, man, one of the, I mean, it got adopted on September 7th, you know, it finally went in as, you know, as legal currency. And basically the country has its own wallet that's holding all the, all their Bitcoin for their country. And it's crazy because on that day, on September 7th, 
it's so crazy that that was supposed to be Bitcoin day for El Salvador. That was the day that we saw like this flash crash in Bitcoin. Like right. we saw the market just drop on that day. I was like, okay, you can look at that and like you see a lot of institutions now holding Bitcoin. You can think that they manipulated it, you know, by buying a bunch and then pretty much selling it off or whatever just to make it go down. But at the same right. time, you're very like, oh, now El Salvador is fucked. You know, so, but no, no. What did their president <laughs> just do? bought more. He bought more. He bought the dip. He's like, oh, bought it went down dip. this day. So his citizens are probably like, okay, this may not be a bad thing. And then guess what? It's slowly but surely at the time we're recording this a week later after that, it's gone back to where it was right where that flash crash happened. Right. You know, it's back there now. In one week, the American right. economy and the U.S. dollar, can't, it can't do that. Right. <laughs> it can't no. do that. It can't no, recover it can't. in a week from a, a major it, crash. Let's think about 2008. You know, when we had that major crash, okay, in the housing market. Now, just imagine that happened in 2008. And let's just say, let's say it happens, let's say December 2008, December 31st. And let's just say January, let's say the second week of January 2009. Okay, that was that was fun. Now the economy's back on track. You know, I mean, people (laughs) would love for that to happen. It won't happen. But guess what? It can happen in cryptocurrencies. Right. Like, that's the beauty of the volatility of it. Volatility can be scary, but at the same time, you're looking at something that, first of all, you're, it's not going anywhere. There's Bitcoin's not going anywhere. It's not like one day it's going to go. Of course, you hear the scare, you know, the, the, the FUD out there, like Bitcoin is going to go to zero. <laughs> yeah, in 2024, 2124. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, are you going to be around here that long? You know, but right. guess what? There are going to be so many other coins by that time that have like been a spinoff of it it's going to be okay <laughs> at right. that point and people if you if you're if you're great 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 grandfather in 2011 had bought had like 10 bitcoin and now here it is a hundred years later <laughs> okay yeah you're 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 a quadrillionaire at this point yeah you know your, your generational wealth is you're huge. good <laughs> And you can trade that for whatever coin of the day is going on at that point. You're not worried about it. You can be like, right. you can start telling stories about Bitcoin from back in the day and these these folk tales you know, that you heard about Bitcoin back a hundred years ago. Like we can right. listen to about like we listen to stories about the Rockefellers and all that from a hundred years ago and right. the whole, you know, the whole Federal Reserve and all this other madness that went on yep. just a hundred and what, eight years ago. Right. <laughs> That's how long it's been around all this right. paper money in this federal reserve 108 years ago. So, right. but yeah, man. So anyway, getting back to your story, like I said, we could talk, we can go so many different directions with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm just really it's, hoping that just it's, it get people, it's getting people excited about the possibilities and where it can be so life-changing, whether you're, let's just say, whether you're the guy that pretty much has been in, into the stock market the past year, especially since the pandemic, because so many people end up getting into the market because of the pandemic. If you're someone right. that came from generational wealth, or even if you're someone who has been living below the poverty line all your life. And when someone can tell you like, Hey man, if you do, you have five bucks to mind, instead of going to the drive through today or just going and trying to get that, that family pack special at Kentucky fried chicken, whatever, because you got to do what you got to do to feed your family for whatever else. And you, or you, Buying, buying food off that dollar meal. If you can sacrifice your meal today, you still feed your kids with whatever you have to do, but still you take yours and you put it into cryptocurrency and just right. leave it alone. And then every week, even if you just put $5 a week into this and just dollar cost average, $5 a week into yep. Bitcoin, like just, just do that. And when I say it can be life-changing, it can do far more than you just putting your money in the bank and saving it because you feel right. like, okay, I don't want to, I'm saving for a rainy day. It's a rainy day fund. Look, man, 
if that's a rainy, if that's what you put in a bank, if that's your rainy day fund, putting <laughs> money in crypto, that's your fucking tsunami fund right there, man. That's, <laughs> that's the big one. Okay. That is your category five destructive. It's going to just kill poverty. It's going to just wipe it off the map. Okay. Right. If that's the case when you think about it like that. And I really yeah. hope that's what people are getting from this conversation because I know it's a lot of things that it's, it's a lot. When you say it like, you know, we talk about having, we talk about FUD, so many different terms. But my thing is, look, find a way to get involved in this, do your research. And I would just, like I said, I would put some skin in the game because you, you're going to get far more than you would ever lose by being yes. in and holding, yep. buy and hold. You know, that's the thing. Hold it for dear life. You know? Yeah. I was just, uh, before this, I was getting in my haircut with my barber and I was just talking to him about, about all this and we were going to do a little deep combo and I just told him like, you know, like just every time you get paid, every time you get paid, every paycheck, whatever it is, however you, however you get paid, just take a, take a percentage of that and just dollar cost average in, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Chainlink, whatever, just get some, just get it going every single time. Just put the same amount in and don't even look at it exactly. because that's and and you know, if you want to get deeper into it and start learning how, okay, how can I really find those hundred X's, you know, 50 right. X's, then, then you, you start taking that, uh, that money, maybe you put into Ethereum or whatever and start deep dive in the space, learn about, I mean, it gets, it gets so, so Ooh, deep, uh, yeah. MetaMask, Uniswap. Yeah. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh, pancake swap, you know, <laughs> all these, swap. all these different exchanges and you know, you start, you start <laughs> that, hearing about them and you, yeah. once you got Ethereum, you can get into these. And actually yes. I start, I found something that I know Mike would be into, but again, you know, being that I'm, I'm going to be a good friend and not throw too much at him at once. You know, there's even one for those that, you know, that like to speculate. Okay. Yes. You know, like um, poly market has been my new jam. dude. I love poly market. Mm. Like, mm. And, and it's so, it's so easy to like one, two, three, four X your money, you know, just on something simple as like, okay, basically you're basically, you're putting your money where your mouth is and where your mind is. So if you sit there and you think, let's just say, They'll ask a question like it depends on what the category is. It could be pop culture. It could be sports. You know, basically look at like DraftKings right now with, you know, the stock market, you know, and going somewhere like DraftKings and putting in bets or whatever. It, you can do the same thing on poly market a lot of times. Like right. I'm starting to see a lot like this past weekend, there was a lot of football games where you just spend in like, ah, I think the Ravens are going to win. And then, okay, how much, you know, you can put, you know, you can get USDC coin and use that and put 50 of that on that game, you know, and, right. and then some other people will say, no, nah, I don't think they're going to win. So it's pretty much the same thing. Let's just say there's about 30% that say they're going to win 70% say they're not. And then you, so if you're really good about your conviction, you say, okay, I'm with the 30%. Well, then of course, you know, you're going to, you, if they win, you're going to get a lot more from that prediction right. compared to those that bet against them. Now, right. if you join the side of where the majority said they bet against them or whatever, you're not going to get as much if you're right. So, so it's right. no different than that, than sports betting or anything like that. But it's like, it's a different category. It's like, I'm pissed because there was one that says like, will there be um, another um, hurricane that makes landfall before September 30th, you know, in the lower 48 states? I'm in fucking Texas. Of course it is. Okay. And guess what? It, at the time we're recording this, it did it last night. Okay. <laughs> and I ended up missing that one, man, because I was like, damn it. I, I was like, that was, that would have been an easy, if I had put in a hundred bucks on that, I would have received back. Um, I would have gotten back like, that would have been about 400% of the time that I saw it. 
Right. Wow. <laughs> so you get it, you put in one, and you come back with four, five. Come on, man. You can't beat that. You know, right. and it, basically you get paid in USDC coin, you know, right. which is a, what's called a stable coin, which a lot of them stable coins base their value on the dollar. Okay. So that they're, they're, they're a nice safe bet, but here's the beautiful thing about them. Unlike the dollar, even though the dollar says it's a dollar, like we said before, it's probably about 93 cents at this point. Right. You know, whereas with a stable coin it's okay. So it's basing off a dollar. So it's usually, it just kind of goes up and down just a little bit. So it might be, sometimes it might be uh, 1% or 2% above a dollar, or maybe sometimes maybe uh, a percent under a dollar, but it's usually a dollar, no matter what you can use that to buy other coins. You can use yep. that to buy Ethereum. And and here's the thing, even when the markets, you're in a bear market, when a lot of these coins are pretty much, you know, they do a healthy pullback, you know, for about a year. Okay. Right. That's when you, that's when you're accumulating. That's where, the, that's where the wealth is, folks, by the way, because a lot of people right now are buying at the top. I mean, they're right. buying while all these, these coins are at all time highs, which I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense in stock or anything. Don't buy stuff when it's at the very top. Don't FOMO. Don't feel like, oh my God, I got to get in because Bitcoin is so high right now. Like, like in about, Anywhere between uh, by the end of September till the end of this year, Bitcoin will probably be at $100,000 for one Bitcoin. Please do not be the person that buys Bitcoin at (laughs) (laughs) $100,000. Because especially first of all, it tells me that you're new to the game and you're going to be in for a shock when the bear market starts. And then all of a sudden it loses 85% as it goes to the bear market. So now your $100,000 Bitcoin has dropped down to $15,000. You're going to be like, what in the holy fuck just happened here? (laughs) And then (laughs) that's what you're going to do. You're going to sell at $15,000. And guess who's going to get these these institutions? Because they want you to do that. They're going to eat that alive. They're going to say, thank you. We're going to take that because guess what? In a year, it's going to go up to $150,000. And you're going to be pissed. You're going to be pissed because you're like, I sold it at $15,000. And now seven, eight months later, it's already back up to a hundred thousand again where I sold it. Oh, a year later, it's like, it's 175,000 and you're going to be that guy that sold his for pizza and you'll be right. on the news talking about, no, nah, I have no regrets. Like, yeah. dude, <laughs> dude, you're on every antidepressant medication known to man right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to get into the, the psycho predictions a little bit. I've got some interesting theories as to what I think is going to happen. Oh, let's talk about that because um, there's, there's a lot of speculation that, you know, there are black swan yeah. events coming up. You know, there's, we're right now in the middle of, we're almost in the middle of September. So yeah. and there's some things that I look at that, I, that came from the stock world that I pay attention to. I still feel will affect even the cryptocurrency world because yeah. you've got Jerome Powell, the head of the, the chairman of the Fed of the Federal Reserve. You know, he's coming in, he's doing his report on the 28th of September. Oh, gosh. On, of September. Here's the thing last year, since we talked about the pandemic, you know, so many people got into the stock market deep, some, most people for the first time. And look, man, things were looking good from, let's just say, April of 2020, all the way up until the end of August of 2020. There's a lot of things that people didn't understand getting into that. They didn't understand what, like quad witching, what the hell is quad witching? You know, they, no one understood that. And no one understood that September is one of the shittiest months to be in the market. Right. Well, and, well, if you don't know what you're doing, because in my, here's my thing. There's no such thing as the, you know, this, this is a good time to be in the market, a bad time to be in the market or, you know, shit's pumping or shit's dumping. Like, no, no, you, you go where the market goes. It's like, right. it's like the big institution we call those whales. Well, if you ever look at the sea, you look at any type of nature or whatever. When you see whales, you always see these little fish under them that goes wherever the whales go. 
That's how, that's how, well, swim with the whales, swim with the whales. Look at yourself as those little fish. They go where the whales go. You notice that the whales won't even eat those fish. They don't even notice them. Be those fish that like go right under where the whales go. And so no matter where the market's going, look at what the whales are doing. Look what the big institutions are doing. Look what the hedge funds are doing. Look at what the big banks like Goldman Sachs and all them are doing and pay attention. Look at what they're holding. If you're getting the crypto space, go to like um, the digital currency group, you know, and look at um, Coinbase Ventures and look at what they're holding. And then right. if that's what they're holding, you need to get some of that because guess what they're going to do? They're all attached to the big they're institutions. Pump the price. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're going to make sure they ne- that none of those investments are going to fail. They're going right. to make sure that none of those crypto projects are going to fail. So I'm going to do, I'm going to, who am I to bet against them? You know, they're the powers right. that be at this point. So I'm going to go with them. So Again, like I was saying, Jerome Powell's got doing his little speech or whatever, and that's going to prep. He's going to really talk about like basically the inflation, deflation, all that. And everybody's thinking that we're about to go into a market of inflation. Well, a couple of people, tell me, even Kathy Wood, you know, pretty much if you just research her, you know, she's saying, no, we're about to go into a deflationary market. And if anyone has ever studied economics or if they even stayed awake a couple of days of it during high school, it makes sense that that's what's next, in my opinion. And not inflation, you know. So I think I I think we can do some inflation first. So we're already doing it. We're doing we're doing it right now. Yeah, we're (laughs) doing it right now. Um, So I'll go into my theory as to what the I think the cycle may do. There's a few theories. So the cycle, based on a lot of people's uh, what do you call that? Uh, Like speculation? uh, No, the they're like taking. They're like voting on it. Sorry, I'm like mind blanking right now. Like uh, like a Poll, polls. Okay, yes. Yeah, Yeah, polls. A lot of people believe it's going to end between, you know, December of this year and, you know, quarter one next year. Like that, like that's when the cycle. Oh, the bull market, the bull market. Bull market will end. And the majority is usually always wrong. Um, And so uh, me and my friend, uh, one of my really good friend that we do a lot of research together, he shares everything with me. He's a really cool guy. 10 years trading experience. He's just super, super talented in in this space. He came up with a, a, a chart theory as to what would happen. He goes, what, because Bitcoin and, and the people that control the money, they understand mm-hmm. this is the future. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how could they screw the most people? How could the most people lose? Cause that's what Bitcoin wants to do. It wants to take the most amount of money from the most amount of people. That's how it works. Yeah. And so we think what would happen is, is we do do a nice high by the end of this year. A lot mm-hmm. of people with PTSD from 2017 are going to cash out and sell. Because they're going to be scared. Okay, we're going to a bear market. F this. I'm not writing this down, you know, minus 50, 60, 80% again. And then alts, you know, minus 99%. So um, um, he thinks, you know, we'll end up crashing, but not going nowhere near down as we think. And then we end up doing a double bubble, huge double bubble. And like, by the time like May, 2022 comes up and then everybody will FOMO back in and goes, oh, this is going to a million. And then that's when the bear market really starts. Yeah. And, and so that's a potential. There's actually a guy on YouTube. His name is um, Kevin. I forgot his last name. It's like KS something. In fact, I'm going to pull it up right now just so I can give it to you. Um, his model, he's a mathematician. He's a doctor of, of math or whatever. And a st- statistician. How do you say that word? Yes. Statistician. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're Yeah. That word. Yeah. That. Yes. Um, <laughs> his name is, hold on. I got to find him here. It's Kevin something. Very, very smart guy. Um, it's called the KS model because his last name is S. So, and he has us peaking in May of 2022. And uh, um, based on 
all this math based on all these from the from the history uh crypto trading ks that's his youtube channel okay, okay. and oh there it is right there yeah he's a very uh uh what do you call that um just smart and very, very thorough. He's not a FOMO driven type of guy. So he's so just, it's all about the stats. It's just like, you it's know, all about just, the stats. it's all about the, it's all about the patterns and the math. And, you know, it's just, yeah. it's kind of like, even if you look at the stock market and look at it, like pretty much the stock market since 1903 or whatever to now, you can see where these crashes were. And I'm, Oh God, it's just um, the, I want to say the Benner curve or something like that, where you can pretty much predict when there's going to be a crash right. every time right. and, and there's a pattern. And, it, and it's pretty much never really been off. So like right. the next major crash is supposed to happen in 2027. Okay. So, you know, really? and, I yeah. thought it was, my thoughts were going to be 2023 because that, I mean, this is what the fed has said on their website um, that they're going to raise, you know, they're not going to, they're going to keep interest rates at near zero until 2023. I always remember yeah. that that's a government entity and usually whatever they tell you think the opposite. Right. Right. So, so because the thing is they don't want to scare people because, but um like even put put it like this, the crash that happened right around what um ninety nine and two thousand you know during that dot com boom or whatever that yeah uh two thousand one or i think two thousand three right there that one was, was right there on that curve, you know a slight pullback i actually i have it's on my other computer I actually have the graph where you can see it in almost every time like I said since the early nineteen hundreds is hit like even nineteen twenty nine was right there on that curve. Like if wow. people had paid attention, they would have known. But a lot of times people get so cocky or, like I said, you know, the government entities know this and they just won't say anything because it'll scare the crap out of people. So basically, the Great Depression could have been avoided if you looked at that curve, you know, and, right. and same thing. Um, so every major crash, like even the one like 1979, all that was there. All that stuff was there. And 2008. Um, that slight pullback, right. I want to say was 2017, maybe I think it was like a little bit of a recession. So it even tells you all the recessions too. So 2023, and a lot of people think it's going to be a major crash. That's actually, uh, another recession, a true okay. recession, like this pandemic that was just an anomaly. That was a black swan event, you know, right. that, that threw things off for just a moment, but it wasn't the recession. The recession right. is 2023. I think that's what you, you're thinking about, you know, right. where it might be supposed to be depression, but no, it's actually going to be a little bit of a pullback, just a recession. Right. But, Cause they're going to stimulate again. Yeah, exactly. So we got four <laughs> years and then 2027, bam. It's like, that's why right. like right now is the time to really get in and get stuff because you'll survive right. that big time. So you're going to have a major crash 2027. That's going to be the real quote unquote major reset that they keep talking about. You know, that makes so, sense. And, that makes and, sense because, um, um, the reason why, like from what I remember from my from my research on why the Great Depression happened as well is because there was a crash, I believe, in 1920, like a few years before there was yes. a crash. And instead of just letting it do its thing, which is, OK, don't instead of trying to stimulate and print money, we're going to do nothing. Just let the economy fix itself on its own and it'll be fine. But they don't do that because nah. they got to come to the rescue. They got to do that. They, they think they can print their way out of problems. And so they're going to do that again in 2023. And that's what's going to set up 2027 to just be astronomical, like you're saying. Yeah. And I, I actually see that it makes sense where 2027 will be the one that's just like, you know, to the point where it's it's like almost at the point where you don't want to be known for telling people about, hey, these things called ledgers. Yeah, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to you don't want yeah. no one to know you got those ledgers and no, treasures dude. or whatever. Because <laughs> no, they're going man. to be coming knocking at your door. Like, saying, I told people, bread. man, like, here's the thing. At this point. One thing that that 2020 should have taught everybody is that you need to stock up on food, 
You need to stock up on water, seeds. You need to stock up on crypto and you stock up on ammo, <laughs> you right. know, and, and, right. and, and train accordingly and all of the above. Learn how to oh, grow yeah. your, learn how to grow your own food, how to irrigate water, tell me how to hunt if you have to, and to my, how, how to understand cryptocurrency and how to defend yourself because it's, it's going to go, it's going to be a great reset for real. It's going to go back to how things were back in the 1800s or whatever else when people had to be self-sufficient in order to survive. And that was actually celebrated and not shunned and, and mocked. Like people say, Oh, look at these crazy preppers. Oh, and by the way, that, um, cycle I was telling you about is called the Benner excuse me, the Benner Fibonacci cycle. So it's, how do I spell that? So it's B E is in Eric. N-N-E-R Fibonacci, which is F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I. And the third word is cycle. And that pretty much, um, you can look it up. Go to I am Wall Street, excuse me, I am in I am in wallstreet.com slash Benner Fibonacci cycle. And that'll tell you pretty much how these cycles work as far as like these crashes and these recessions. And so and also when the market is at its high. So you can also see when you're going to be hitting those highs, man. So right, right now, let's see. Oh, looking... I see. So there's going to be, so, wow. Yeah, so, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Um, so for people that are, uh, that are listening that have no idea, I would say if you don't, if you're not planning on really deep diving deep into crypto, the best thing to do is just buy and hold, right? Because yeah, you can't lose. But no. um, uh, for me, you know, what I'm going to be doing and probably what you're going to be doing as well, at least, at least with 50% of my portfolio, I'm not sure about hundred percent, but at least 50 to 50 to 80% of my portfolio, I'm going to be cashing into a stable coin. A stable probably, coin. Oh, yeah, probably going to go die. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't know uh, if, if everyone's aware of what stable coins uh, die is the decentralized stable coins, probably the best one out there because mm-hmm. it's, it's not controlled by an entity such as USDC or yeah, exactly. USDT. And so I'll probably go into die and then, you know, take some of that die, maybe actually cash onto some real dollars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real dollars. That sounds funny. And know, then, um, leave the rest to buy the bottoms of the bear market and yeah. accumulate more. So like by the time the next having rolls around, which is 2024 ish, you know, you're in a much better position again to ride that next wave up to 2027. Yeah. So, so that's, I want to correct my, I want to correct myself because I said like the next crash is 2027. No, the next top of the market is going to be 2027. Right yes. now, I'm right now at, we're at that. the, we're at the bottom right now, 2021. Oh my gosh. So, so, so guess what? Oh, there's guess so much what? upside. Here's the thing. I said, we're at the bottom of 2021. But the thing is, at the time we were recording this, we still have three more months. We're still like, what, two and a half months of 2021. So we haven't really hit the bottom, bottom yet. So that's why I think that whole black swan event, these, that, that's something that's going to really shake the market is going to happen probably right, right around the time that Powell makes his little report in, you know, September 28th, right around that time, because September is just set up to like really screw you out of a lot of money. First of all, it is this, this whole, first of all, I'll say this much since Biden has been in office, the stock market has been trash. Okay. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. It's been trash. That's the one thing like Trump or not. One thing about it, he made sure that the stock market pumped while he was in office. So he can have that to brag about like, Hey, we all benefited from whether you liked him or not. If you were in the market, you won while he was in office for that much, you know, minus everything else. But now since Biden has taken over, the, the market has really been trash, you know, and, uh, you know, for so many different reasons, a lot of times what people don't understand the market needed a correction because while Trump was in office, he did, it, the market got pumped big time. 
in a lot of places that it shouldn't have. And when you throw in the pandemic, there's a lot of things that took over and that led the market in 2020 that it wasn't their time. They would have done it eventually. Like, let's talk, like, we're on this call right now. We're on Zoom. It wasn't Zoom's, really wasn't Zoom's time to be at the peak that it was in 2020. It was right. gradually getting there. And then it got forced upon everyone to the point now it has, let's just say a year ago, Zoom was like at about, I remember in September of last year, that thing had, it, it ran one day after this earnings report and it ran to like 600 and something dollars a share, I think. Mm-hmm. Or was it 500? I can't remember. I just know yeah. I, I did very well on options that day with the, my Zoom options. Okay. And now it pulled back. I don't even know where Zoom is at this point. I, I know, <laughs> I know it's nowhere near where it was. In fact, take a quick look. Um, right now, Zoom is $281. $281. And dude, when I say <laughs> it has struggled, <laughs> it has struggled yeah. right around that price. So when you look at that, that's, that's, that's what, about 75% whatever since from a year ago. So, right. you know, so, but here's the thing, being at $281 today, this is where Zoom should have been. You know, it should have been gradually getting, it shouldn't have popped all the way up like it did right. in the first place a year ago. Like to what I think $588, I believe that's where it went to. So it shouldn't have gone there, you know, but that that's what happened on the Trump. But then, like I said, September came along and shook everybody back to reality because the market is like, this is what we do every September. I don't give a damn yep. what's, what's happening. You know, we have major pullbacks. We have quad witching where all these contracts, you know, expire, whether it's in the futures market, you know, stock market, whatever. All these things have to happen and then get this reset before we go into the last quarter of the year. You've got right. companies, companies are going into their, where they're ending their fiscal year, starting their new fiscal year. All of that shit is happening in the same month. September is a lot of things happening. You got, right. you got other life events going on. You got people going back to work, going back to school, vacations are over, you know, so people right. are spending a lot less preparing for the holidays. So it's just yep. one of those months where if you're in, it's, it's if, not, it's ahead. not the best performing month as far as like just it depends how you do it. Yeah. It, it depends, depends how, how you do it. it. Right. So here's right. the thing. So if you're in the options or whatever, then, you know, guess what? I'm buying puts. It's put city for, se- for September. If I'm right. buying options back in, let's say back in the spring, I'm getting puts for certain options, you know, for certain, certain stock, you know, and I'm buying those, those contracts, those put contracts where I'm betting against that company and I'll make sure they're expiring around September or October. So therefore, right. cause that's, that's when those, those companies, their shares are going to go down in right around that time. So right. that's what ended up happening. And that's what's going to end up happening again because it's September. And look at what's happening right now. No matter how the market tries to go up, it keeps coming right back down because reality keeps setting in. You know, it's like, this is September. Calm, stop that. Every time the S&P and all those move up a little bit, the market slaps it on its ass. Like, ah, get your hand out the cookie jar. This is September. Right. You didn't know none of that right now. Okay. So it's, it's kind of like a training season. It's like, nah, dude, this is, this is not, you know, it's not bulking season right now. You're, you, <laughs> it's time to start getting ready for the contest. So no, you can't just eat what you want and do what you want. You got to stay on this regimen and, you know, yeah. and stay pretty slim right now. And that's what's happening. And right. that's what's happening with this month. So this is a month right now. You should just, there are people that even trade. Dollar cost crypto. average. Yeah. Dollar cost average. Don't even trade. Don't do any of that. Don't even look to like, oh, well, I'm a flipping. No, don't even do it. It's just dollar cost average. It's nice and safe. And as you were saying yep. about stable coins, you know, start looking at some of those, you know, because again, and look at certain exchanges that have those and look at the, um, the annual percentage rates they give you, the rate of return they give you on the stable coin. You know, there are certain platforms that give you a little bit more. So you look at the Coinbase's, you compare it to the Gemini's, compare it to the crypto.coms and, you know, and different ones and look at, how much, you know, are they going to, 
like give you a rate of return just to hold that stable coin. So right. some you know, they go anywhere between point one percent all the way up to fourteen point seventy five percent. Right. You know, on certain way more than like your bank. Come on, your bank sucks ass compared to that. Yeah. And that's not even the that's that's just on a centralized exchange that just anybody can access. We're not even talking about the potential DeFi protocols that you could use to get even more yield. Um, which is that's a whole nother world and conversation is DeFi, decentralized finance is what DeFi stands for. And that is um, that is that is the future. I mean Kevin Kevin O'Leary from um Shark Tank. You know, he yep. just he, he is so in he is so far into DeFi, you know, because like I said, that is the wave of the future because people are tired of being screwed by the banks and by the Federal Reserve. Right. You know, and it's inevitable because you can't stop them. And they've they've yeah. they've removed the middleman <laughs> between your money and what your money can do. And so right. so it's man. very scary. It's very scary for the banks. Um, yes. a lot of a lot of small banks are gonna fail or probably like if you know they're, the they're gonna merge, they're gonna they're gonna end up they're gonna merge with central banks. Boys. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to be doing business directly with central banks, which is why they're coming out with what's called, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, CBDCs, which is central bank digital currencies. Mm-hmm. So the next time you get a stimulus, it's going to airdrop straight from them to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, well, you're well guess what? It already did. Them. It already did. If you think about it, because a lot of the stimulus checks, they didn't get checks. You know, they had cards already. Right. And then if you if you pretty much did your taxes previously, you know, you paid your taxes through your bank account you know, prior to, you know, 2021 and 2020, then look what happened with your stimulus check. It went directly into your, it got deposited into your bank account that you use to pay your taxes. Right. So right. it was very seamless. They already, te- they've already tested yeah. out everything to see right. how you would, uh, how you would adopt and accept these things. So right. here's the thing about us. We've pretty much used convenience. We've convenienced ourselves right out of freedom, you yep. know, because it's like, well, that's very convenient. That's so convenient. He's like, yeah, but almost everything that's convenient comes with a cost. You know, right. there's there's some inconvenience to every convenient thing out there. You know, it's right. very convenient just to go to a drive through than to go home and cook a meal, you know. Right. But at the same time, you're sitting here delegating your health to someone else. You don't know exactly what's going into that food. You know, you don't understand the process of, you know, what they were doing in the kitchen to make that food. <laughs> you right. don't know exactly how many health inspections they pass. You're just trusting that they're going to do the right thing. And that's what's happening with a lot of this, the way that we spend and save money now and whatever. So, right. Like, I said, yep. but yeah, like you said, man, it's, it's really spelling doomsday to a lot of the smaller banks, which, you know, <laughs> especially the mom and pop banks, you know, they've they oh, yeah. struggled already. You know, you feel bad for them, but you don't because at no. the same time they're in the game of money and they should have had yes. a contingency. They should have had a contingency plan from the giddy up. You know, right. a lot of yeah, them. I, I, I don't feel bad for any, any banks, man. Cause the way they make money, they, they, that's where the majority of our currency supply comes from is the way they loan out money with yep. this fractional reserve fractional lending reserves. crap. Yep. They, 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 uh, which is, you know, basically for people that don't know what that is, it's like, if you give them a hundred bucks, they're going to loan out most likely most. all $100. Yep. I mean, it used to be, you have to retain it like 3% or whatever. Now most nope. banks are just loaning out a hundred percent of it. So it's just numbers on a screen. So your hundred dollars is not even there. Then they're giving somebody else that hundred dollars. It's not even there. And they may be giving to someone you don't even approve of, you know, it's just like, you know, they may be giving to a company that, you know, that supports some type of, you know, child trafficking or something like that. And then you got people like Mike and myself, and we speak out against that and we do our best to promote like project child save, you know, who combats things like this. But then again, these banks are like financing, you know, cartels and all these people who pretty much that is the centralized part of their business, you know, whereas with crypto, I it's like this. 
if I want to do business with you, Chris, let's just say, hey, I want to get some supplements from you or whatever. Hey, I'm going to buy them from you, but and I'm going to pay you directly with, let's just say, I'm going to pay you with Cardano. You know, I'm going to use that token that's to pay you, and I'm going to send it to you directly to your wallet. No bank, nobody in between. Basically, if you no say, permission. hey, you know, Mike says, hey, man, you know, you know, my testosterone booster, here it is. Oh, here's a bottle, 50 bucks. Then I'm like, okay, here you go. I'm going to pay you in Bitcoin, 50 bucks in Bitcoin, you know, right. for the bottle, even though it's going to end up being an expensive ass bottle, you know, by, by, the time, <laughs> by a year from now, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> so, so basically, expensive bottle. exactly. But the thing is, guess what? Mike doesn't have to sit there and worry about, you know, some exchange rate, you know, some, some credit card company taking 1% off or 3% of that sale, whatever, just or holding the money. Exactly. Saying, hey, you know, we, we don't know about this guy. This seems so a little weird. Exactly. Shady, Pull fraud. some PayPal stuff, you know, like, right. oh, we, you know, we don't do you no know, supplements or whatever else. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and freeze your account, you know, right. until then, then you got to go through that. Hey, you don't have to do that crap anymore. You know, so no. of course, and of course this is where people, that crap out. Yeah. And this is where people come in, you know, all the, all the negative Nancy's out there like, well, so, well, this is how you can launder money. You know, this is why, this oh. is why crypto is a scam. I'm like, oh, and like they haven't been laundering money with, with fiat currency, right? Yeah. Let's get into that real quick. It's like for, for people out there who, who think maybe, you know, Bitcoin's just a giant thing scam. to, to scam or to yeah, do illegal legal. activity. It's like, it's actually, or even the, the other thing, the environmental fund. Yeah. Oh, the, oh my out. God. Let's not even the, talk about the, that whole, that whole Yeah. Like the, the whole thing with, Criminal activity, it's already been proven that I think it's less than 1% of transactions in, in Bitcoin are criminal related. Um, and then when you compare that to the US dollar, I mean, my gosh, there are so many criminal activities in the US dollar. In fact, the US dollar itself is criminal activity. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's like so but yeah, if you, as long as you hold US dollars, you are participating in criminal activity. You're participating sure. in the biggest Ponzi scheme ever, man. Like the I, biggest Ponzi I, mentioned, scheme I mentioned income tax returns. I'm like, that's the biggest Ponzi scheme right there. Yes. Even Rick Perry's what? dumbass brought that up when he was running for president. He's like, it is the biggest Ponzi scheme in, in, the, in the world. And I was right. like, I was people, like, hey, that dumbass no idea, is man. Smart. They have no idea. It's like, it's, it's, it's like your tax income tax specifically that was amended on the constitution in 1913. It wasn't like we had that before. So uh, people think, you know, Oh, we got to pay, we got to pay tax for this, that healthcare. That's why they're trying to push socialized medicine to increase our tax as if it's going to go there. It's not going to go there. It's going to go to the same place. It's already going, which is to the treasury and then to the federal reserve to pay back principal plus interest on all the bonds they bought from the banks with a checking account with $0 in it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, come on, man. First of all, you first of all, your money's financing wars with people that you don't even know or you don't yeah. you don't even have a problem with. Yeah. But you're participating. You are now you are you are pretty much participating. All of us. I'm not going to say just you. Um, right. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in we a have no choice, though. Exactly. You know, not yet. I mean, well, you, you will my, have a choice. Soon. My, when, it, my, when this is why this is so scary to them, because when all the people have this freedom now, you sit there like, no, nah, I'm not participating. In that. I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to spend any of my crypto on that project. You know, right. like, oh, you know, no, you're trying to finance a war with, you know, this that has nothing to do with me. You know, so, right. you know, I got a Ron Paul, you know, mindset like. That's not, that's none of my business. I'm not paying for that. He's like, well, no, this is for the greater good for who? Who's greater good? You know, so, exactly. So, you know, whoever's manufacturing the weapons and ammo and, you know, those guys are sure it's greater good for them. Yeah. Exactly. You've seen that, uh, you've seen that, uh, probably it's a little, it's a little meme going around where it's like, you know, mining Bitcoin. It shows a whole bunch of, uh, you know, computers and stuff like that. And then it says mining USD and it's a bunch of warships. Yeah, right. It's like literally wars, how you mine is how you mint US dollars. It's literally that. Hey man, there was one particular president that said, what this country needs is a good war. 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> Franklin Delano fucking Roosevelt said that during the Great My Depression. Gosh. And guess what? Right after that, we inserted ourselves right after that Pearl Harbor happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Prior to that, it, it, it just prior, it gets your prior head to spinning. that, he stayed out of it. You know, well, they claim to stay out of it, like, oh, that's not our business. World War II is none of our business. And then the Great Depression is happening because, you know, again, the crash that could have been avoided in 1929 was going on. And right. so, first thing he said, what this country needs is a good war. And then all of a oh sudden, Pearl Harbor happens. He said, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Is that is that a war? Is that a declaration right. of war? Let's right. get some let's get some war bonds from the people who don't have any money. You right. know, oh, and guess what? If you've got gold, turn it over so you can support the war efforts. Oh yeah. So yeah, they wonderful. took they took people's gold. They pretty much like martial law. You had yep. to give up your gold for the war. You had no say in it. Guess what? This these days and times are no different. It's right. no different. Same thing happened World War One. So it was the same thing. We didn't want to be involved in that. You know, right. that's not our business. It's not our business. But again, it, once it once 1913 comes along and then, you know, you got the Federal Reserve kicking in and it's like, oh, OK, now how can we make money from this war for right. our country? Now it's now it's an incentive to do these things oh, of course. versus before it was not. So and unfortunately, now the way our system uh, works, we can never stop paying tax. We can never stop no. doing these things like war. The only way it could happen, otherwise- a meteor would have to hit. The world would like a real reset would have to happen. Like you'd have yeah. to burn the entire system to the ground and start all right. over. Right. That's the only way to stop yes. it now. You can't because it's debt based systems. Once if you stop it, it, it it fails and it crashes immediately. Like there's no there's no way to just say okay, gradual. we're going to gradually. Yeah, we can't <laughs> gradually just get out of this debt based monetary system. No, it's impossible. Well, look at um, people. I mean, if, <laughs> long as you long as you have that credit card, it's very hard for you to get out of credit card debt. Okay. Right. You notice how people get out of credit card debt is when they actually take those credit cards and they cut them up. Right. And then they make their payment. They, they've taken away the temptation. It's kind of, it's yes. like with any addiction. Debt is, is America's addiction. Okay. Yep. It can't shake it no matter how hard it wants to. You know, so if you're someone and you're addicted to Coke, I'm sorry, you can't just, you can't just start, well, I won't do a whole eight ball this week. I'm just going to do by, you know, I'm going to do like four, you know, <laughs> or I'm, I'm going to cut it back. You know, I'm just going to do a few lines, you know, next week and grudge just like smoking you know instead of going 20 packs a day i'll just dial it down to like five packs and then one pack right. no no that's not how it works you're gonna right. probably have to go cold turkey or find a substitute that tricks your brain to thinking that it's the same thing you have to get right. the nick arrest or whatever else or a patch and make you because you what you're doing you got to detox yourself off of this and when you go through detox it doesn't feel good man it doesn't right. feel good so guess what when you've been high off debt for over a century Come on, man. You think yeah. that you can just make it go away and just you, you know, do it in moderation? No, you right. can't. You have to go right. cold turkey. And to go cold turkey with debt, you're going to have to destroy it all, man. You got to burn it yep. all to the ground. And you're going to need an EMP. You're going to need an EMP <laughs> that fries all the systems. And we go back to the dark ages and we pretty much have to learn how to live off the land and get along with each other once again and work together and trade with each other with, and decide what are the goods and services that we're going to declare as money or whatever. And guess what? Eventually you're going to end up, the cycle is going to repeat itself. But eventually we're going to get back to where we were when we had to destroy the whole system again. It's just right. going to look at it. It's going to repeat itself and look a different way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just, it's like every time this has happened, 
it always Rome. ends with, yep, Roman Empire is the best example. Every time this happens, it's like it always goes to zero. So it, it, it's actually no fiat currency has, has survived, I think, 100 years or, or 102 years. I think it's like, it hasn't and, gone that. And, and, and we're the still, dollar, we're overdue. <laughs> yeah, we're overdue. So it's like, it's, it's getting scary. And that's why this great, the, the, the what's it called? The great reset is being reset. talked about because they know that this is coming. Kicks so it's off. like they, they have to do something to stay in control because otherwise they know they're going to lose control. Yep. So the IMF and all these organizations, the, 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 you know, it's just, it's disgusting. And that's why we have no choice, but you have to buy. It's like crypto is not something you can just think about buying. Like you need to buy it. <laughs> you, like have, you have honestly, to do it. <laughs> you want to survive. You have no choice. Like, I don't care who you are at this point. You have to do this. Pretty soon you're not going to have a choice, but the thing is you're going to be forced to use theirs. So you're going to, you're going to use that, that central, that central bank dollar coin, you know, right. one way or the other, you're going to get in this world, whether you like it or not. Yes. You already, you've you're actually, you've already participated in it and didn't even know it. Just like we were talking about a lot of these companies, like we we're talking about like with a um, micro strategy or whatever, these companies, they're, exposure, getting, yeah. they're getting exposure to like crypto, whatever. So have you. You've all had it. Like I just told you, you with your stimulus checks, you got exposure to this world, whether you like, you got airdropped your stimulus check into right. your bank account. That right. basically it's like, boom, there's your check. Here you go. Now, wasn't right. that, e- wasn't that easy? Wasn't that convenient? Don't you feel better right. now? Wouldn't you yeah. like that every month? <laughs> yeah, somebody, it's funny how the very entities that are speak, that speak out against universal income are pushing for universal income now. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really, it, it's really just, uh, terrible path and so it's like if you don't get in now you're you're eventually you're just going to be so far down on the poverty line because people with like i think it's 0.28 bitcoin or more are technically in the top one percent of ownership yep. of bitcoin when you divide yeah. it 21 million but, but uh, divided by uh, the total population on the planet yeah. so 0.28 bitcoin is all you need to be in the top one percent and it's like that is insane to think about like if you wait till bitcoin is 500k I mean, now your, your dollar you're so, goes nowhere. You're so far behind the curve, you know? You're, you're screwed. You're screwed. So it's like you're, it's almost like you're in permanent poverty at that point. And so now we just move poverty to a whole different space. So the way poverty looks now, we're just going to move to a digital age. So, right. so, now right. you're, so now you're digitally pop, you know, in poverty. You're digitally poor compared right. to before we had paper poor. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so like right now, I think the two biggest things people need to do is figure out how to increase their cash flow no matter how, by any means necessary, as long as it's within the law and, uh, and invest the majority of that cash flow into appreciating assets. I mean, you look at the S and P 500, you just zoom out the whole chart, right? Yeah. And all it does is go, it goes up only. Up, up, it's just up, 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 only. Up. That's all it does. So that, that's <laughs> in what that is the same with crypto. It's the same exact thing. What's just going to happen? It's just going to be more violently up. The gains are going to be so much better. Is it's the it's not that they're going up. It's technically the dollar going down. That's all. Right. It's really it's a reflection. It's a mirror. And it's like so. You just got to get in and go and write it up. And then if you want to time the cycles, you know, if you start to see uh, there's a peak, it feels like there's there's a there's a blow off top type feeling where the where the just so many green candles in a row. Then yeah, maybe you can take some profits and and buy some buy the dip when it's done, but. The best thing to do is you, you got to be in though. You can't wait. Yeah. He's like, you, you can't sit there and, and like, I don't know, man, about this crypto thing. Okay. You don't, you don't have to, but yeah. I'll tell you what, what you're going to know <laughs> is like, Oh my God, how am I going to eat this week? Where's my food going to come from? How am I going to take care of my family? You, you're going to know struggle. If you may yeah. not know about crypto, yeah. you know, crypto, but you will know about struggle. Right. So, 
My thing is, if, you, if you've ever struggled before, you know, this, okay, you should have some type of PTSD. I, hey, man, I grew up poor, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Even though my parents shielded me from it and tried to hide it as much as possible, they would remind me when, look, man, I was a big collector of all Star Wars, everything Star Wars. Now, right. I, I remember what it felt like to go into Kmart and see a new Star Wars action figure and be like, I want to get that. And then it's like, well, we can't get it today. And, and then you look back at it, those action figures back, th- back then cost about two bucks, two eighty five. You know, a right. Hot Wheels car was like 85 cents. But to right. be told that you have to wait till next payday to get that, you right. know, it's like, you know, I never I never want to feel that feeling again. When I want something, I want to I want to fucking get it because I'm not right. an overspender. So if I want it, it's like, dude, I, OK, that means I've done. I've done the things I'm, I should do with my money first. And now, okay, this is the play stuff or whatever. I, I should be able, I should be able to get it. I shouldn't have to tell myself well, I need to wait, you know, right. man, unless it's something just really reckless or something like that. Like, you know, I don't necessarily need to get an 800 foot yacht or something like that. And, you know, <laughs> right. I'm living pretty much far away from the coast. It makes no damn sense. You know, I got to sit there right. and dock it and pay all those fees. That's dumb, you know, right. but at the same time, if I want that Hublot watch, I want that watch. I'm going right. to get it, <laughs> you know, right. because I like it. And guess what? Not that, I'm not just getting a watch that's, that's going to like just cost me money. I'm, I'm investing in this watch because it appreciates over time. So yep. even though I'm enjoying the watch, it's also making me money while it's sitting on my arm because I'm yep. buying, I bought it and I held it. And it's the value of it, Rolex, whatever. It increases. It does not depreciate. Right. Okay. So I'm still going to be smart about when I'm spending money because I'm still I'm no longer, I'm not just spending, I'm investing. But anyway, right. I understand. I, like I said, I know what the taste of poverty is like, and it tastes like ass. Okay. <laughs> Sour ass fresh from the gym. You know, <laughs> you know, so I don't want, I don't want that taste ever again. So crypto is the way I never have to taste sour ass in my life again right. you know the right. sour ass of poverty that's ever again too, that's way too precise a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> to not believe that it's actually been experienced <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would say um I would say a couple of things like I'll, I'll tell people what I've also done uh in a second here but September like you said it being a month of usually not a good month. This is probably one of the last best months to buy. I think we're going to have a very, very parabolic uh, October. I think October is going to be a lot. We're going to be in a lot different world than especially November. I really, especially November. It's going to be, it's going to be just so like, I'm already visualizing my portfolio up like five X, you know, I'm already seeing. Oh dude, I'm looking at things. I'm just like, come on. I'm actually like, I'm excited. (laughs) Like right now I saw like XRP went down almost a dollar now as we're speaking. I'm like, I'm like, come on, just a little bit more so it can get around the average where I got in. You know, like I don't, I don't, I didn't want it when it was like, freaking a dollar 30 i'm like get your ass back down to get 60 cents back get back down to 60 <laughs> cents man okay right. cut, cut this crap out like cardano's going down right now it was like a right. dollar 30 i'm like you can go down a little more right. <laughs> you can go right get get down to a dollar so i can grab a bunch more of those right ones because guess what cardano's gonna it's gonna go about 500x or whatever i, I see within another you know it's gonna be right behind ethereum it's gonna be things are gonna change right now as far as the ranking of coins right now, you got Bitcoin's number one, you got Ethereum's number two, Cardano's number three. Um, right. Like the, um, um, uh, Binance coin is number four. And I, I, got a funny, I got a funny one for you. Oh, um, you're going to laugh, man. Do- laugh do- actually, that. Doge is number five, I believe. Ugh. No, no, not right now. I think it's actually lower for, for <laughs> final. Drop. Yeah, final. But um, there's actually Jeez. a site called uh, nomics.com. Okay. Instead of uh, like Coin Market Cap or Coin Gecko, yeah, and Nomics reports Hex 
You heard know, hex, right? Oh, I see it. As soon as I typed in <laughs> it's number three, like, and so, this, and you want to talk about a scam? Do no, you, dude. It's hey, like I, but I, you the, can make money off of it, though. My I don't know is, if it's a scam or not. I actually believe the guy, Richard, Richard Hart. You, Richard Hart. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually believe him because as far as like being a like he's just trying to create the best pumpamental possible i don't think he's gonna rug it and steal from everybody because he's got over four thousand bitcoin man he don't need the money no he you doesn't. know and i mean and, and he's uh, so eccentric man that dude is he's yeah he's he's, he's, he's a guy he's a freaking smart ass but you know what he's he's really smart. he's real though man but I, he, he he the way he sounds dumb is when he says hex is better than ethereum and bitcoin and better than yeah. anything else and that's but what he, he does people. that well he does that to because he's got so many people in hex that have staked for so long. And see, that's my thing. I was about to say he, he has, he has to about, play that card. Here's the thing about cryptocurrency that makes it stand out against your tr- traditional dollar. How many of us are like in a, like a dollar community that we we just rally around the dollar, you know, right. compared to, we'll say the dollar is better than the Euro. We're not right. screaming that, you know, we're not nobody. screaming that nobody, but guess what? Like you got people that are pretty much, been with hex since it started and there's okay. a community that surrounds hex and guess what they're going to make sure that hex doesn't fail because like you right. said they're all sticking they're cult. just holding they're holding it cardano ethereum all of them yep. even bitcoin there's like bitcoin you know, maxis, these, yeah. these all call them maximalists you know these people like they don't want to hear about any other coin you know right. i hear bitcoin people like uh, they're always talking about cardano like it's based on nothing and now right. that cardano actually <laughs> had smart contracts working it pisses them off that they have to admit like yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. We you know we'll see. Well, guess what? They said the same thing about Ethereum four years ago. Right. Okay. When Ethereum was like what two hundred bucks, a hundred bucks? No, well, not even not even yeah. that. Not yeah. even that. It was like ten. Oh my bucks. gosh. It was yeah. like ten oh. bucks. It's like and now you know it. The high this year was like about four thousand dollars. Can you imagine? Yeah. You you go yeah. in and you get ten bucks worth of Ethereum and it turns into four thousand dollars within right. four years. Give me a stock that does that. Yeah. Exactly. Because see, the, the thing is, is why these go up so fast is because the markets are very efficient and they price in the future of what these are going to do. They're pricing in like this cycle, we're going to price in, you know, probably the next four years. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, you know, I see Ethereum peaking out potentially, uh, you know, 20,000 plus. 20, and that could, be th- yeah. that could be this year. That could be, you know, sometime, you know, January. Within or the next February. four years, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you my quick hex story. It's so funny, man. Um, me and my guy, the one, same guy I told you about the 10 year trading experience. We, we were both watching stuff and he, he sent me a link. He goes, dude, look at hex. It's like one and a half cents. He goes, look what just happened to the Uniswap liquidity. Like, so for people <laughs> that don't know, you can look at the, how much money is inside of a coin, like how much, uh, liquid there is to exchange in and out between the coin and, and another coin. So the Ethereum hex liquidity pool, it got drained. Like it just, it just went down really fast. Like out of nowhere, like it dropped like, millions of dollars he's like dude that's richard he's pulling it out he's gonna pump it like i'm like really he goes yeah man yeah. like so i'm like okay so whatever I'm like i thought it was still a scam I'm like whatever and i threw one and a half ethereum in at the time and i'm like you know i should probably do more but you know whatever i'm just gonna put this and i'm really upset that i didn't because now that that two grand at the time is oh, worth man. like 80 grand i know <laughs> like I, like so was... <laughs> and that's a matter of months i'm and just sitting, I'm sitting there looking at it. i'm looking at it right now it's at 39 cents. i was like fuck yeah, me i was like X when i first dollars you know like dude when i first heard it, i was like okay i was thinking about getting in that's when um bitboy actually had richard on the show you know yeah. actually and I, and I watched him on um the um the the gentleman of crypto which which is a little bit more you know i like to watch that because you know this that show is um it's, it's two black guys who've been in bitcoin for a while and 
I'm very interested. I have a vested interest in their show because they're really trying to get it out into the black community to talk mm. about this. And in fact, not just them, you have even like um, this actor, Hill Harper, who was on, you know, um, um, oh my God, my mind is going blank here. Um, freaking the freaking cop show that comes on CBS has been on forever. Won't go anywhere. They got 50 million of them. Oh, um, um, the Law and Order? No, no, on, on CBS. Um, oh. Uh, CSI. So, CSI, you know, he, yeah. he was on CSI New York, you know, the Dr. Sheldon, whatever his name was. No, so Hill Harper, is a, he's an actor, but he's been very much, I mean, he's written a lot, a lot of good books. He's very active in the black community. Um, and basically now he and someone else, um, she's an attorney, but she's, she's been very much into crypto from the beginning. They started their own, um, um, exchange as well. And their target is to really get more and more, you know, people in the black and brown community involved in cryptocurrency. And I think that's really good because it, here's the deal. Let's just be honest. Like if someone were to see you or let's just say they see someone like Charles Hodgkinson, you know, who's, you know, the face of Cardano, you know, or they see Vitaly Buterin, you know, who's the face of Ethereum. Most people in the hood are not going to listen to them when they see them. Right. You know, right. when they see Vitaly, they're like, who is this creepy little white kid trying to take my money? You know, you know this dude looks like a child molester. I'm not trying to give oh, him any man. money, man. He looks right. weird. You know, he looks like a serial killer to the average person in the hood. They're like, right. nah, I'm good, bro. I'm not trying to put the money behind that. But when you right. see people that look like you, you know, it's like, okay, tell me more. You know, right. so that's the thing that, you know, I'm really, I really support about, you know, people like Hill Harper and their projects they're doing with that um, and, and, and getting more and more people of color involved in crypto because honestly if anyone can benefit from what the promise that crypto can bring and fulfill is people right. of color you know right. it's like you don't have to sit there and worry about you know you don't have to listen to these lying ass politicians make you promises every four years that they never come through with you know oh right. we're gonna take care of you we're gonna provide these services we're gonna make it different we're gonna do better than the guys in that other political party over there who never think about you or these you, know, you don't have to worry about any of that to my right. this is this will give you political freedom this is this will get you off the financial plantation you know by yep. getting into crypto yeah i said that and i and i stand behind that because why i'm living it i see it i've lived it i'm doing it you know my life has changed man it's just not just by doing just a little i've gained a lot you know just right. the, mostly i gained a lot of peace of mind it's like now i'm not sitting there wondering like man if the market crashes again, I'm going to lose this, this, and this, or we need to do this. We need to hear him buy a house before the, you know, the market crashes. But I don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore, man. Right, it feels right. good to walk around like I'm good, you know, and the fact that I don't have to worry about the market crashing so bad that we end up like Europe was a few years ago when their market crashed and right. people couldn't, people, when they had to go to the ATM, like in Italy, they were only allowed a certain amount of day to take out the ATM. Right. No matter who you were, no matter what your lifestyle was, whatever, you're going to take out a certain amount because they didn't have any money. They didn't have right. any money. So basically, your government just gave you an allowance. <laughs> you oh. know, anyone that was a kid and ever had an allowance, you realize how much having an allowance sucks. Anybody right. that's like a, a trophy wife and you're living off your husband and, he, you know, he gives you a credit card or whatever. And he says how much you can spend. You know how much that sucks. <laughs> OK, so this is where you don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, it's right. really on you and to the point where you put in a little, you get a lot. Just like you just heard Chris said, man, he, he put in just this little bit on like Hex and then look at how it flipped in just in a matter right. of months. You know, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many, 
uh, in dollars, it's about, you know, it peaked at 48 X, but now it's like, you know, 40 X right now in Ethereum, it's like, gosh, like a 20 X almost in Ethereum. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, you know, one and a half Ethereum became over 20 Ethereum. And it's just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's out of control. So this stuff is, is coming. It's very possible. Now, obviously finding these things is very difficult to do. Um, if it was that easy, everybody would be making hundred X's all the well, time. It takes, it, it requires your attention. You know, you just can't yes. just, just sit back and it'll just come to you. You got to do your research. You right. know, you got to find trusted resources that who really do their research. And even right. then, you know, you got to still be skeptical. And my thing is like, okay, this sounds good. There are people that really go in hard with the technical analysis and do a deep dive and do the fundamental analysis, which guess what? It's no different than what you should be doing with the stock market. You want to look right. at, like with the stock market, you want to look at, okay, you look at a company, look at the fundamentals. Who's the CEO? Who's running the company? What's their background? You know, what's the culture around that product and that company? You know, also let's look at their technicals, like, you know, pretty much how much profit they're making, how much spending are they doing? How much are they in debt? You know, pretty much like, where's all that money going to? How much of that is being put into the company for the future? What are the future right. projects looking like? What is the, the, possibility of even that even coming to fruition that future project or whatever else how are they disrupting and making change how are they becoming the one source in that space that everyone needs or is it oversaturated so that's the reason why I like i look at crypto so i look at all the things that's in the regular world now and i look at these crypto projects so let's just take for instance let's talk let's talk about youtube and censorship Okay, so there's a lot more and more people are going on like YouTube and then they're using their YouTube channel to also broadcast to like Instagram, Facebook and all these other things. But the thing is, you have shows on these platforms, but they're not your shows, you know, so basically it's like it's like renting an apartment. Yeah, you have certain rights as a renter that, you know, that your landlord can't do to you. But at the end of the day, it's not your house. At the end of the day, no matter what, they can find ways to get you out of their damn house. Same thing with any of these platforms online, just like I said, YouTube. So if you want to talk about, if you got a stance against certain things, like let's just say the pandemic, you say certain things, you got to say, you say certain things against the government or whatever else. If it goes against the interest of Google, who owns YouTube, they will censor you, shut down your channel right then and there because their AI looks and listens for certain things, certain words. It's not actually a human sometimes. It's actually just the AI. And then they just shut your channel down, shut your page down. You know, and censorship is a problem. At the end of the day, I feel like people should say what the hell they want. But just know that there are consequences for all those things. You know, just like people should be able to do with their bodies what the hell they want. Just know there are consequences, you know, at the end of the day and and accept those consequences, good or bad, optimal or not so optimal. You know, but it's it's you, you know, that these people should not be, you know, like treated like children all the time. You know, they, right. there are consequences for your actions, like I said, good or bad. So I like projects like Tether because Tether is also a video platform. You mean, most, uh, you mean, not, not, to, not to, I mean, Theta. That's a Tether. Theta, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm over here looking at Nomics right now and I'm looking <laughs> at Tether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Theta, yeah, yeah Theta. So you yep. got pro- projects like Theta, which I love Theta. You know, I've yep, actually gone too. on, I looked at it and, you know, I've actually like, have an account on it, you know, just in case yeah. I ever want to go that route. But I love the fact that I'm not worried about censorship over there. You know, right. um, you know, you look at <clears throat> projects like Audius, you know, so I don't have to sit there and worry about the uh, reason why I like Audius is because I came from that world. I came from, you know, that entertainment world and that music world. And I saw artists getting screwed by record labels and, you know, by the RIAA and all these, all these big companies who take all their, <clears throat> take all their, their earnings 
And she right. said, well, you got to pay me first for this record. You know, you got to pay all these bills first that we fronted you this money. Oh, and then you got payola between the record labels, the radio stations, and also, you know, uh, and everybody else that's, that's distributing the music. They're taking their money first before the artists for all the hard work the artists doing. Most of the time, the artists won't even yep. get any money unless they go on tour. And even then, you got to sit there and split money with, you know, the venue. You, you got to do the you know, through Live Nation and all these other people who's taking a big cut out of the artists and also taking a big cut from the people who are buying the tickets with all the fees, you know? So you get something like Audius where basically it's just your fans and you. Once again, you're cutting out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. So when your fans like, hey man, I want to put this much, I want to buy your album for this much or whatever with this coin, you get that coin. There's nobody taking a cut of that coin with it. I like NFTs for the fact if you're an artist, and you have an NFT, you put an album out as an NFT, you're going to get all your royalties, man, because you're going to say, hey, I'm going to release this project, a certain amount of them, and I'm going to, first, I'm going to get 100% of the royalties when it comes directly from me. When you right. buy it from me, guess what? From that point on, I'm going to get a, pretty much like a licensing fee. When you say, Let's say you sell it. So let's just say, okay, you bought my project for 100 bucks. You bought, you know, I only released like 10 of them. All right, 10 people have them out there. Okay. And you paid a hundred bucks for it. Let's just say you want to sell it later on. Okay. Well, first of all, the first time I got the full hundred bucks because I'm the artist, I'm the creator. But now that you bought it me and you're going to sell it to someone, I'm going to get 50% 50 of that. So when you sell it, I'm going to get 50 bucks of that. And then when that person sells it, let's say I'm going to get 25% of that. So I'm going to get 25% from then on, from that point on, from anybody else that sells it from now to eternity. Right. I'm like, dude, it's all coming straight to me. Nobody in between. It's just me and the purchaser. That's it. Right. And guess right. what? And the one that sold it, you're going to get 10%. You're going to get 25% of that. So we're all going to take care. We're all going to get paid forever with this. Okay. There's no middleman. There's no one. They're like, okay, so where'd that money go from that project? Well, well, we had to do this, this, and this. And then you look at the books, but the books have been cooked because there's nobody keeping them honest, really. Especially if it's in the interest of the person who, who's being crooked to be with another crooked person that's owning the company. Whereas when you have this on the blockchain, like, nope, this is what it is. It is what it is. You can't change that. This is how much it went for. This is how much somebody purchased it for. And that's it. Because people have agreed that that, okay, they've done, the math has done it. It's done the, it's done the research and realized like, this is the true actual value of this project as it was set. And no one can change right. that. God, right. man, it's like, dude, it's life changing. So that's why I like projects like Audius, you know, for musicians, you know, right. you know, and, I mean, instead of giving all the money to Spotify, you know, sit there and where people get like maybe two or three cents, you know, if you're a very popular artist for every time someone plays, you know, one of your songs and, and, and streams it. Whereas with audience is like, nah, you, you can get, you know, this amount of token or whatever for every time. So, right. it's, man, it's like you look at these projects, man. I mean, yeah, there's just so many good projects that are. Hell, we, so can, be a bank. we can be banks now. We can loan out our coins where it could be like yep. ACH or something like that. We're the bank. We can loan it out and get right. interest or whatever, even if yep. it's just a family member or whatever. And as long as they're holding that coin, we're getting coins paid back to us of right. that coin. And right. it's building us up just it's for just, loaning it out and holding it. You're getting right. paid just to be stingy and hold your money and not just why and spend it everywhere. Just right. to hold on to it. You can right. loan it or whatever, but you don't have to just sit there and spend it and you get rewarded for that. That's the opposite right. of what this outside fiat world is like. People get rewarded for doing dumb stuff like overspending and getting into credit card debt. They get right. for, they yeah. run up their credit card bills. They sit there and then they decide I'm not going to pay it. 
And then guess what? After about uh, seven years or whatever, they're forgiven. Like, all right, now do it again. Right. <laughs> now you can go back yeah. and get credit cards and start the process all over again. Right. You know, and in fact, they're getting the spending limits even more this time around, right. <laughs> you know, because guess what? These banks and these credit card companies are in business of debt. They need you to stay in debt. They don't want you paying off your credit card. They don't, right. The bank doesn't want you paying off your loan. They don't want you buying a house in cash. That's not good business for them because they right. stay in business because of loans and interest. And you are a shitty customer to them if you can pay things off and you do it immediately. Right. Like right. They, they lost out. You're a risk. You're a risk by not being risky. Okay. It's all the incentives are all backwards. um, Exactly. For people. And uh, it's, it's, but it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's not not sustainable. And and this bubble, you know, one day, whatever, whatever time it comes, doomsday, whatever you want to call it, it's going (laughs) to pop. And um, so that's why it's just so crucial to learn this stuff now. Don't be lazy. You know, don't, don't, uh, don't put it off. Like, it's like, Oh, like, you know, like you don't want to research some, some vitamin or something. Okay, fine. I can understand if you want to put that off a little bit, but this is something very, very crucial to your future and your children's future and all that stuff. It, it's not a, it's not a game, unfortunately anymore. Oh, man. So they yeah, in the realm of, of fiat currency where it could just be printed unlimited by a few people, not including any of us. Right. We can't do that. We'll go to jail if we start printing money. <laughs> isn't, so. that, isn't that funny? Funny how that works. We <laughs> yeah. can't print money with, that we need, but you know, the government can print money that they need and then say that they're doing it on behalf of us. Right. Right. <laughs> it's for and, your and own good. Just, this is for you. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the simplest way to look at it without even knowing how the monetary system works is just if money is created out of thin air, you're diluting the money supply, you're devaluing it. It's just like putting you know, you, you brew some espresso, you put that espresso into a cup, then you start pouring a bunch of water in there. You're just diluting the coffee, you know, just diluting it. So you're, you're not getting more coffee by increasing the volume. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I have right. more now. Like, no, you didn't. You'd have more volume in terms of liquid, but you don't have more coffee. You just mix a whole bunch of water. It's in diminishing there. returns, man. It's just like, yes. even if you're lifting, you know, you sit there like, okay, you, you're doing, okay. That five felt pretty easy. Or right, I'm, let me just keep going. Let me do five right, more right. and five more and five more. Well, guess what? By the time you get to that, if you can make it to that 20, 25th rep, it looks right. nothing like that first rep. It right. is shitty. Your right. technique it is off. And guess what? You probably, you probably eventually hurt yourself. You right. know, it's also like strength. Like, you, you know, eventually your strength just has a diminishing return. Like mainly when you first start, you're doing, you know, 25 pound dumbbells on, on the, on the bench press. Right. right. But like, eventually, you know, you're going to get strong pretty quickly if you stick to a good regimen and all of a sudden you're at 50, then you're at 60s, you know, but if it's not going to keep going up at the same rate indefinitely. Like, oh, I need, <laughs> I need to get some thousand pound dumbbells. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little too, uh, I'm just, I'm just not challenged anymore. These 500s are just not working for me. <laughs> Does not work that way? All of us first got into training, we would read these <laughs> mythical tales of Hercules who got strong by picking up a baby cow and then he would just lift that cow overhead every day for that cow's entire life so that even when that cow became a bull he could still do it and that sounds that sounds logical it's like hey that makes sense my body will adapt but there's limits to everything I mean it's why most gyms only have 120 pound dumbbells most don't even have that much the one I go to UFC fit it goes up to 120 and I'm the only one I've ever seen using them Well, they know that not many people are going to use them, but then there's always going to be that one dumbass that thinks that he can. They become a liability because they hurt themselves and they didn't want to sue it. I'm the only one who has used them properly. I've seen other people (laughs) do stuff with them, but they're not actually doing anything useful with them. Like these idiots we see on YouTube, these 
these ego lifters on the gym fail clips, which are hilarious. Someone puts 25 plates on a leg press and does one inch. You know? <laughs> the best part of that workout was when, this is assuming the person had enough courtesy to take all those plates off and put exactly. them Exactly. That was, that was the workout itself, loading yeah, and unloading right. it. If that right. person actually did do that, then that was actually the most useful part of that whole exercise. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. So, Chris, what yeah. do you suggest for someone that's wanting to start? And they, they're listening to us right now like, okay, they're excited. They, they're like, okay, I don't know what the hell they were talking about, but I, don't, I, can hear, I can hear it in their voices. Like, okay, this is something I need to get into. Where do I start? They need the first thing they need to do is go to one of three websites and that's uh kraken.com gemini.com or coinbase.com and, and kraken spelled with a k spelled kraken spelled with a k and, and create an account go through the verification process you know connect your bank whatever get the apps on your phone just get that done don't delay that and then now you you can have access to uh buy these things and then uh you know buy uh, take some money whatever you can. And for me, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest something kind of crazy actually, which is, you know, it's not financial advice, of course, but um, this is what I kind of did. And I went from paying, you know, my lifestyle in LA last year uh, before I moved here was probably $6,000 a month. It was costing me between rent, gym, fancy ass gym, okay. restaurants, and just the, I was in the beach area of, of El, uh, El Segundo, California. And um, you know, that's, that's to Ethereum right now. Yeah, exactly. A month. And, (laughs) uh, you know, so I was like, you know what, F this, I'm getting rid of everything. I I, I sold, I had a Tesla at the time. I sold my Tesla to, to someone right before that March crash, literally like March 3rd or March 4th. I kind of feel bad, but Hey, you know what? It is what it is. I got rid of everything. Um, and then I came to Vegas. I lived with my uncle actually, who I, which I, you know, to live rent free, but we, yeah. we also took care of him because he was 80 years old, mm-hmm. me and my lady at the time. And we took care of this guy in exchange where I would live rent free. And then, uh, March of this year, I decided to move to a one bedroom apartment. I'm now by myself, 1400 bucks a month compared to paying 3000 in LA. And, uh, I, I have a Prius now I was actually carless for a little bit, but I bought a Prius, you know, probably the gayest car you can buy. <laughs> and, um, I did that for, for a couple of reasons, but it's like, I literally got rid of everything you can get rid of so I can have as much money as possible to buy crypto. And that's how convicted I am. Yes. Yeah, um, man. It's and like- it's like, you know, if you have any luxuries in your life right now, and you, let's say you have Range Rovers or any really nice cars or whatever, any luxuries, maybe you have an extra house, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, so, if, if so you, we, so, yeah. Right. Anybody listening to the show knows if it seems like every six months or a year, they're hearing me talking about, okay, so we're selling, you know, selling one of our properties, blah, blah, blah. And trust <laughs> me, like right now, as we speak, we're, we've got one on the market and shit, people yeah, are looking. Now's a great we got time. A, we got a showing right now as we speak, you know, now, now we don't need it. Time. Yeah. We don't need now it. Now's a great time to sell these things. I mean, used cars are up like 40%. I mean, Even wrecked fun. cars, wrecked cars, yeah. man. There's a market for wrecked cars people are buying wrecked yep. cars i'm like are you yep. serious sell liabilities if you've got yep. liabilities sell them all and buy freaking bitcoin and ethereum <laughs> and I assets you, like the boys at eyl um, this yeah. podcast they, like they famously say assets over liabilities okay yes. they, you know you can buy the t-shirt and then sell it but anyway yeah man yeah. so that's what i would sacrifice right a little now. now to get a lot later you got to really you got to really zoom out to zoom in 
So right. really get out of the now. Tell your ego to shut the fuck up right now. You, yep. you stop trying to impress people who don't give a damn about you. You know, right. so, you know, people are like, oh, dude, look at this, this, this muscular dude riding around the Prius. That's why. <laughs> yeah, broke ass. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, man. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, everyone's probably assuming right now I'm this freaking just, you know, whatever normal guy barely making it through life you know as i get out of this prius but you know what that's in their that's in their head for three seconds and and who cares cares. f them you know what i mean and guess what way and let them think that because i don't i want people to think i'm broke somebody somebody look at some of the the top billionaires out there they don't look like billionaires mark zuckerberg does not look like a billionaire he looks like a dude if my daughter showed up home with him i'm like Where'd you find this creepazoid? Okay. He's like, Where'd you find this animal? Did you, this, like, this alien, this alien, this reptile. <laughs> whenever I, whenever I see someone wearing a suit in Vegas, I already know I make more money than that person. First of all, you're, he's hot <laughs> as fuck. You know he stinks. It's well, like, dude. The fact that you actually have to wear a suit. That in means Vegas. Someone where you have to wear a suit where you're getting right. paid what they think your value is. And nothing will pay you more than being an entrepreneur. It's unlimited. Any other job, it's basically a fixed salary. So here's what we're used to paying people. Here's what you're going to get. I don't even own a suit. That's how much I am against suits. I have no ties. I have no suit. I, I've been invited to events where you have to wear a suit. Just that alone, I say, no, I'm not interested, no matter what it is. Hey, man, right. let me tell you, my wife uh, laughs. So it's better, like you said, Sincere, the best thing that you can do is project that you don't have money. Because guess what? People won't ask you for any. <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first benefit. The last thing you want to do is is project that you have a lot of money and people know that about you and people are saying that about you when you walk by and all that that's the worst thing you can do yep right like look man and like i said the the, one of the biggest benefits is projecting an image of not having money keeps people from coming to ask you for it right (laughs) you know and and it's a good humility factor oh yes because that's another thing yeah 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 staying humble and you know uh uh for me you know as a Christian, that's a number one, that's a big thing that, that, you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to do. And humility is a, a great, can be a great life teacher, you know? Um, when it shows that you take your faith seriously also. Exactly. A lot yeah, of, yeah. you're getting to the core of what it's really about to be a Christian. Yeah, a lot of, a yes. lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of Christians, but some Christians, they, they want to make sure, I mean, they go to church every Sunday, but they want to make they feel sure like enough. in the Royal Royce <laughs> or their Bentley, and then they want to make sure everyone knows that right. they got their trophy wife. They want to make sure everyone knows that they're the man according to material standards of what the man is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look, and man, that's, that's like one of those path, like one of the biggest reasons, another one of the biggest reasons, like, again, I want to really get a, get a, to be a part of that whole generational wealth narrative. But at the same time, I also, I, I know what I came from and I know what was around me growing up. And I, I, and my thing is, I want to be in a position where I'm able to help those. Just at the, I don't want, to, I don't want to sit and have to think like, well, let me wait to this and I can d- donate to this, or you know, oh, it's, it's Thanksgiving, let's go out and go feed the, 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 you know, the hood or whatever. I was like, nah, I, I, I want to be able, like, right now, it's September the 14th. If I, I, if I want to just like, hey man, I feel like just going off in the hood and just go and drop off some. Some, let's just see somebody like in a vegan restaurant or something like that. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to buy everybody's meal today and, and just right. do it. And don't tell, tell the, tell the cashier, don't say who did it, you know? Right. You know, just, and I'm going to okay. sit there for a while. So they don't try to put it two and two together. Cause I don't need, I don't need that attention. It's like, right. look, man, I want to do something good and I don't need the rewards. I don't need the accolades. I don't need the props. You know, my thing is like, 
I did, I did that because that's what my heart told me to do. And I right. didn't need to be rewarded for that was my reward knowing that I listened to my heart and I did what right. it asked me to do. And then I can just go on by my business and then I don't need to go and brag about it. Like, yeah, I went and fed everybody at green seed vegan today. No, they didn't even know it. Right. I just unhashed yeah, sharing it all on oh Instagram or whatever. I just want to punch those people in the face. You yeah. know, it's just like, yeah, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Exactly. Man. <laughs> you know, given silent, given secret. Exactly. It, 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 unless you're promoting something, like uh, something that's like very you're important. A, yeah, because you, you, sometimes you need to promote things in order yeah. for awareness, so other people can also give. You're not saying, "Hey, look, look at me. I just I just dropped 100k on this on this charity. You know, look at look at that. Like you're you're not. You know, that's a totally different thing. Just like it the is, whole uh, yeah. the YouTubers where they uh, I'm sure you guys seen them where they find a homeless guy and they take him. Oh yeah, clothed, what's his, and they oh, clothe him. The, oh, like the beast. I don't know the guy. Oh, name, the beast. But, the beast. Oh, okay. At least, oh, I hate uh, that channel. For, <laughs> I really just, it's so, it's so driven. It's like just pure brain damage. You know Oh what my I mean? like, God, man. So yeah. So that right there is like, okay. Are, are you really doing it for the goodness of your heart? Or are you doing it for the clout? Right. Like, yeah. You know, it, may, views, it may have started out. <laughs> yeah. It may, it may have started out, you know, altruistic or whatever, but then again, you got a taste of that, that attention. And then you start seeing those numbers, you start seeing those follows and those likes and those shares. And then, you know, it's hard, you know, for a lot of people, right. when you start tasting that, you know, especially if you never really had that much attention in the first place, it's a two way street. If you never really, if you're a person that's not used to getting that kind of attention, then of course, this is a new addictive drug. You're like, well, damn, this feels good. Okay. Right. There's a, here's that dopamine fix right here. You know, right. and if you're someone that, that craves attention and you still get this attention, well, all you're doing is feeding the beast that you've already been, you know, addicted to in the first place. Right. You know, so yeah, but my, I'm one of those people like, I don't need, don't pay attention. Hey, 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 look, I'm one of those people like, I like to say things when I feel like it's useful. I like to do things when I know that it's useful. I don't want the attention. It's just like, I, I like to be a resource. Here's the thing about resources. Water doesn't want to be celebrated. Water just is. Okay. But we know it's a, it's a necessary resource. Okay. I want to, like I said, just kind of take some paraphrase Bruce Lee and be like water. I want to be that necessary resource, but at the same time, I don't need to make a big splash because when water makes a big splash, things get hurt. Like right now, we just had a hurricane. Okay. And then at that point, you're like, you don't even like water. You know, when water wants to be that bold and get that much attention, you, you hate it. Okay. And that's how I feel about when you want to be so bold and get all that attention, then they're not going to reveal you anymore. They're going to hate you. So my thing is like, just be that, be that resource, be humble, you know, go out there. And like I said, whether it be, be like Buddha, be like Christ, be like, you know, whoever, whatever, whoever you, you, you serve, you know, and believe in, look at those, those, those icons of whatever you serve and look how they lived. Right. Okay? They weren't trying to go out. Jesus wasn't going out trying to get the fame. <laughs> you know, that's why you right. got 12 other dudes like, Hey man, y'all go out and do, you know, yeah, I'm, here's, here's the thing, but I need you guys to go out there and, and spread that. And you know, what, right. even when I'm gone, cause at the end of the day, when you're gone, you want to make sure that, Hey, if what you truly believe in, you feel like it is right. You want that to continue. So you don't necessarily right. want to be the face. And then once you're gone, it's over. Just like with a company, right. you don't want to be the one true thing that that company thrives off of and be the face. Because I mean, look at Apple, for example, for a minute there, you know, when Steve Jobs died, people were like, it was uncertainty now because right. he was the, he was Apple. Just right. like, that's the problem. Like with, with Tesla, it is, right. it's Elon. Right. So if Elon would have died a day, then Tesla, the sentiment yeah. Tesla's going to crash, man. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. it's going to be done. And it's like, you know, like Amazon, you know, 
at least he propped up the guy that came in after him, you know, amongst them to kind of get this belief in this guy slowly, but surely, you know, now, and it is, it is such a beast that it's gone on so much that eventually Amazon became its own monster without Jeff Bezos. Right. For the most part, like, yeah, you associate him with it, but Amazon is his own beast. It, it's, it's in it's so many different spaces that right. he could disappear now and Amazon will be okay. Amazon will thrive. Yeah. Tesla's not it's like kind, that. Tesla no. is like, even though Tesla's it's like a centralized things, thing. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's exactly. It's exactly. like the opposite of Bitcoin with Satoshi Nakamoto. Like he stepped away and Bitcoin thrived. Exactly. You know I mean? It's the Maybe, opposite. If anything, it thrived even more, you know? Right. In fact, right. once people, like some people speculate that, you know, he died or whatever, and it seemed like it took off. It's right, almost like right. Bitcoin was relieved. Like, okay, he's dead. So now we have to worry about this. <laughs> we have to worry about this guy coming, changing his mind. Like, nah, you know what? I want my Bitcoin back. I'm taking it all back. <laughs> you know? Right, so, right. And that may have yeah. been by design, you know? Right. So, yeah. When you think about it, just Bitcoin itself, a lot of people now, I'm sure you've seen it plenty of times, how people talk about Bitcoin being uh, old tech and blah, 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 and it's crap. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's slow or whatever. And I, I, get, I get upset when I hear that. Not that I'm a Bitcoin maxi by any means, but like just when you really dive into what Bitcoin actually is and you watch a real good explainer video on how it works and right. the mempool and how transactions work with, with the mining and the, the computer. Yeah. Yes. When you really learn how it works, it's like, this is so genius. It's so genius. Dude. And the, the thing I want to point out to people is what, what they need to know about cryptocurrency. I mean, not, not every crypto, but a lot of them is these programmers have to not only come up with in their brain, what makes financial sense, like for, for people to, to want to have incentive to do something or not do something right. They have to come up with that, but then they have to be able to code that idea. So it's like, it's two idea. It's two skill sets. It's not just oh, I, I coded this program. It's so cool. It's like, no, you, it also has to make financial sense for me to do something, right? Otherwise I'm not going to buy into it because it doesn't make financial sense. So it's just so insane. Like, and the, and the reason why Bitcoin is so powerful is because nobody can cheat because the protocol is set up with incentives and disincentives to not enable cheating. In fact, the greedier you are, the better you have to be in terms right. of your behavior. You can't, mm -hmm. You can't decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to try to spend more Bitcoin than I have. I'm going to spam the blockchain with this transaction. Well, you're just going to lose money. So you can't cheat and decide, I'm going to try to, I'm trying, I'm going to try to get more Bitcoin than I have or whatever. I'm going to try to cheat the system. It, you, good luck. Good luck with that. So it, it, it forces greed to be to behave well. And that's right. the beauty of, of crypto. It's uh, like look, it's like greed. You can exist, but you're going to have to do it. You're going to abide by the rules of everyone else. You know, right. you, you can't, you, you can't go rogue. You can't too. go rogue. And, and right. here's the thing that's beautiful also about these, these programmers that have come up with like Bitcoin and these other coins, they have to do something that most people in the fiat world don't do with companies. They actually have to live equally in the past, the present and the future, right? With everything they're doing, you know, they, they look at, okay, this is where it came from. And this is still happening now from where it came from at this point. And this is where it's going in the future. And guess what? Not only am I guessing this is where it's going in the future, I got to make sure that it goes this way in the future and it's not deterred. And the cool thing, it's like, it's like all these different mass, math theories. At the end of the day, the foundation of every math theory, whether it's the Pythagorean theorem, whether it's pi, whatever, whatever name we put on it, the foundation of it all was already there. Right. It was already there. It could not be disputed. You know, now it's just being explained 
And now, yeah. now there's new use cases for something that was already there before you even knew it was there as a use case. And now right. you can't live without it or whatever. And that's what's happening with cryptocurrency. The use yep. case was already there because it's math. You've already been using it. It just wasn't right. under the name cryptocurrency. It wasn't under, right. you know, in, in the realm of digital money or anything like that. Right. You were right. already doing this since you, you were doing it in kindergarten. You were doing it when you were watching Sesame Street. You were already in crypto when you were watching an electric company. Little did you right. know, because you were right. sitting there learning about the very foundation that makes this work and right. why it will not fail. Okay, right. because it was already there. It's like breathing. Air was already here. Okay. Right. Now you just learn how to use it. And if you and now as time goes on, some people learn how to use it even more efficiently. But doesn't dispel the myth, you know, the, the fact that it's that it exists because it's right. there. Okay. Right. So that's the thing. Yeah. The the cool thing I would say, um another touch point to to be on is this idea of, of bankless. And I want to touch yeah. that, what that means, uh, what's, what's possible with, with crypto. So people just can understand how powerful this can really be is um, there's these things called uh, hardware wallets, mm-hmm. right. Or paper wallets or whatever you want to call it. And these are wallets that are not online. They're not like a digital wallet. Like if you have your coins, for example, on Coinbase or Gemini, technically you don't own those coins. They do. And so uh, there's these hardware wallets, like one of them's called the ledger. Another one's called treasure Trezor. that allows you treasure. Yeah. That allows you to, you know, create these uh, an address, like a Bitcoin address an Ethereum address. Right. And you can transfer your coins from Gemini from Coinbase to this wallet now. And now you are technically in control of your money. 1000% meaning if a government says, Hey, I want to seize your Bitcoin. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I think you owe me tax. I'm going to take it from your, your address, your wallet. It's, it's mine now. It's literally physically impossible for them to do that. They would literally have to put a gun to your head and say, you transfer that money now or you're dead. And so this gives you so much power over your finances where it's like, you know, you could literally have a, a, a wallet that's the size of like, you know, a USB drive and mm-hmm. have it somewhere in a, in, that no one knows and have hundreds of millions, billions of dollars on that drive. I wouldn't recommend putting it all in one, right? But yeah, you, you, like, you, can buy, you can have multiple. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a story of this one family, you know, that have been um, in Bitcoin for, I think, over 10 years or something like that. Yeah. And, the ones and, that traveled and mine. Yeah, they traveled. Yeah, but yeah. They, they talk too damn much. First of all, like, why are you, tell, yeah. why are you giving this interview, first of all? Because they say, like, <laughs> you know, they've got very, you know, coins throughout the world, you know, and they stay with different friends or whatever. And they're, you know, they're watching over the coin. I'm like, well, way to put a target on people's back because all people have to do is really trace your, you know, your steps to kind of right. like narrow it down, you know, right. where these coins are. But like I said, you can sit there and you can get multiple like wallets and you can get a ledger, you can get a treasure, you can get both, you know, and the thing is you're going to have, you're going to have only, you're going to be the only one that knows the words, the keywords to get into these wallets. You know, that's right. another thing. Somebody, and you know, um, this guy, his name is um, Bitcoin Zay. You know, he's um, one of the co-hosts of um, Gentlemen of Crypto on that podcast. You know, he, he, his phrase is, you know, not your keys, not your cheese. Meaning, right. you're about meaning, if you don't have the keys to that wallet where you're holding your crypto, then that's not your crypto. Right. Now, even, even, if you, even if you do have an exchange, use an exchange like, um, if you use an exchange like Crypto.com or use something like Coinbase.com, they even right. have, they even have, cold wallets they even have you know wallets online as well where only you have the keys to get in it so you can take you can take it off of coinbase's exchange and put it in your coinbase wallet 
and you have those those keys. So let's just say, let's say you're you know you're somewhere. Someone goes, oh, you know, you know, you someone takes someone steals your computer, okay? Someone steals your phone, or you lose your phone, or whatever. It doesn't matter. So now you think like, oh, now I have access to my my crypto. No, if you have those keywords. You know, you can log on anywhere and get back in there and have access to your wallet, no matter right. what. Right. You know, yep. so it's one of those situations where, you know, like I said, we're not saying this is financial advice, but I suggest that you have all of the above, depending on what it is. Like I suggest you have, a, you know, a cold wallet, a hardware wallet, you know, and use exchanges to an extent. There are going to be certain cases where certain tokens are not going to be, you know, available on a cold or hard wallet yet. Right. You know, so therefore, you have to use that exchange until that coin becomes more adaptable, you know, adapted through these other exchanges or whatever. So there's going to be times where you have to sit there and you have to split it amongst all those things. But that's a good thing because, again, nobody wants to put all their eggs in one basket. You know, right. why would you put why would you if you're worth 100 million dollars, why would you put all 100 million dollars in one bank when the FDIC is only going to protect you up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Exactly. Exactly. You know, that makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> That's no. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and why would you put it all in the bank anyway? Put it in other assets. You know, so right. it's the same thing with your crypto. Like, don't put it all in yeah. like necessarily one coin. Like I said, it's good to have some stable coins. You know, it's, it's right. also, it's good to put in other projects and other things. It's good to put in some real estate. It's, it's good to put in these assets that continue to build over time. And that, you know, right. but you know, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I've taken a lot of stuff. I've taken a lot of my income out of the stock market. But I still have some in there because right. you never know. Right. You never know. And, right. you know, but the thing is, I'm very particular on what I have in my stock portfolio at this point now. You know, right. a certain thing. I'm like, yeah, what's the point of this? You know, why why would I want to put money in Spotify when I can put in Audius? You know, right. <laughs> you know, so. Right. It just makes more sense to me to do that. You yeah. know, so. And I see I get a better rate of return by putting in Audius, you know, which is on the blockchain, you know, than to put it in Spotify, which is going to gradually go up. And I might get like a 20, 30 percent return this year if I'm lucky. Right. You know, right. whereas Audius, Audius has already gave me like, you know, a 300 percent return since getting right. in it. You know, right. so I'm like, eh, right. yeah, the numbers don't add yeah. up here. Yeah. <laughs> come on, they're, oh, they're, sure. come on, they're not the same. Right. <laughs> you know? And just to give another perspective too of how early we are, the, you know, the cryptocurrency current market cap for the whole space is currently like, uh, it's currently 2.1, trillion. $2.2 trillion. And, you know, twice, twice estate, that of Apple, twice that of Apple. Yeah. Twice that of just <laughs> Apple, right. Just as one company in the world. Right. And so when you think of like real estate is like 200 trillion, um, derivatives is like, I think. 400 trillion. I forgot what it is. It's just, there's so much money out there to pour into this space. I mean, if we just go to 10 trillion, that's a five X for the entire market cap. It's, it's coming. And it's like, you know, so right now, yeah. Is it pumped up more than it was five years ago, 10 years ago? Sure. It is. Have you missed a lot? Sure. But there's still so much growth potential to come that it's like, we haven't even seen institutional FOMO. You know, no. where, where the big money is, is really just like, all right, we need to get in. And, and you know what? Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank guy, once again, he, I was watching a podcast. It was on a, 
uh, it's a YouTube show called Crypto Banter. I was only yep. watching this one because I don't like them anymore. They're like too cartoony and they're too pump and dumpy. I just yeah. don't like them for the most part. But uh, they had a show on where they had all the big guys. They had Peter Schiff on there as the guy who debated <laughs> all of them. It was just amazing a little show. Oh, and uh, yeah. I feel bad for Schiff. He's, he, I just oh, I can't wait to see the one with him and BitBoy. Um, oh, they, had, they had a debate about three weeks ago. It's oh, going okay. gonna to be on whatever the channel is that has... Um, Oh man! Oh God, dude! As soon as I, as soon as it's released, I'll, I'll make sure to send it to you, so you don't yeah. miss it. I yeah, can't yeah, wait because yeah. I think I think Big Boy's like he said he ripped him, but yeah. I'm like it's not hard to because Peter's like so all about gold and yeah, he just, yeah. He, he just and oh he's, man, he's got he's got his stuff, but you know I feel bad for him. But his dad, his dad died for a really good cause. I don't know if you remember, right. um, you know, he was basically speaking his mind, wrote a book about income tax and it's like how mm-hmm. it's unconstitutional. And, you know, he died for that. So yeah. I give him props there, but, um, but uh, so I was watching that one with, with, with him on there and uh, Kevin O'Leary was on there and Kevin O'Leary said that he's got so many big players, hedge funds, whatever that are saying, I want to buy Bitcoin. We want to buy crypto. We just need, you know, the, 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 we need a process in place. Like, you know, what time does the day close technically? Cause it's 24, it's 24 market. hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they need things in place. Once they have like, I don't, don't want to say regulations, but they need like, like some type of path to do this. He's yeah, like, they're, they're, they're not ready. They're not ready to change their ways because they're so used to that wall street way of doing things. Like right. they know well, the market, it's, it, they, it's, they, 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 like you said, they need that little bit of regulation because right now it is yes. a wild, wild west. You know, yes. like, dude, like I try to watch patterns. Like, okay, when is like when is the run up usually happening on Bitcoin? Like, you know, I'm so used to like with the stock markets. Like, okay, Monday and Friday are good days of trading. You know, at market open, market close. You know, the, I call those those bookends. A lot of times, you go that way, you're you're gonna do well. Those in between Tuesdays is a shitty day to trade in the stock market. It just mm-hmm. is because the Fed speaks every Tuesday and every time Jerome Powell opens his mouth, which he's even though he says the same crap every week, you know, the market <laughs> reacts to that, you know, right, so, right. but then so funny. there's nothing makes sense a lot of times with crypto because while Bitcoin went down, like say the last week when it just had that flash crash, you right. had projects like Solana that just looked like while all the other markets, all the other coins went the way with Bitcoin because right. it's the leader Solana and play, you know, Projects like that yeah. was just like, yeah, whatever. Elrond. Solana yeah, Elrond. It's just like, it's like just yeah. went at it, man. It's like, yeah, I'm not crashing. You go ahead and crash with him. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to pump, right? Yeah, which is yeah. how it should be. But in, right. that's what keeps us excited because it keeps you guessing with this volatility. But you right. want volatility. Even these institutions, they want volatility because that's right. how they make money. They don't right. need a steady, just gradually moving market that does that 24 hours like 365 right. they need right. that volatility because that's when they make the money whether it's going up or whether it's going down they're going to go right. they're going to go with market movement you know that's what right. the good traders are going to do so they need the volatility yeah. and one, that's one thing that crypto promises it's volatile as hell right it's like it is like a 12 year old kid who just grew hair in his nuts and he's on Ritalin volatile man right <laughs> he just saw yeah. his first porno he doesn't know what's <laughs> going on right now <laughs> you know, that kid's volatile as hell man yeah <laughs> so yeah so like yeah like one of the other things that they um like one of the other big problems for these big institutions big hedge fund guys is like they're they're money managers right so mm-hmm. they they they're saying, well, who's going to hold these coins? Are we going to hold them? Are we going to be the custodian? Right, are, right. are we going to use somebody else to do that? And so there's liabilities there. There's issues there that they're trying to work out. And as soon as this someone create, which is it's being done right now, whoever mm-hmm. creates this path to, to crypto for these guys, 
that's going to open the floodgates of so much money to come in this space. And they're just, they're going to be gobbling stuff up. In fact, you know, we may have another pullback before the end of the year. Uh, uh, just like we had that flash crash. I believe those flash crashes are just manipulation. Oh, it's that's also, the, the institutions it's are also liquid, just, liquidations too. For oh yeah. Well, that was traders. like a lot of the miners, a lot of the miners were liquidating, you know, you know, a lot of those miners that came out of China, a lot of them liquidated, yeah. you know, right on that day, especially the day that, but it's, it's, you know, it's also because of them. Uh, what do you call that? They know, like they, the big players talk with the big oh, leverage yeah, they, exchanges, like yeah. Bybit, um, Coinbase, uh, all of them. Yeah, anyone. Well, anyone who offers high leverage, Bybit, Femex, and a few others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I actually, I used, yeah, I used Bybit a little bit. I actually made a cool little trade before that crash. I, I wrote it from, I think, it was forty eight and like forty eight thousand three hundred to fifty thousand four hundred. I did yeah. a a seven and a half X trade. I made like six and a half K on it, and I cashed it out. I'm like, you know what? Boom! I'm closing this trade because I know. This is probably a good time to get out right now. And then boom, we have a flash crash a few days later. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's like, and then you, that, you, that, you that get the bottom of that just, and you get back in, you know, get a nice little, yeah. Cause, you know, yeah. cause I'm, I, you know, I, I'm also like, um, you know, I also play on the, um, the micro Bitcoin futures as well, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I love that, you know, the only thing I don't love about it is not 24 hours because again, it's like CME, you know, yes, it's still part of the futures. So, but the thing is you got a one hour break each day except for like Saturday, you know, and then right. you come back in. So, but the thing is, I like, I was playing the futures before that, you know, like with, um, like I said, with S&P and, you know, with um, NASDAQ and all that. But I like this a lot more because you don't have to, you don't have to use a lot to get a lot when you right. use the micro futures. Like the micro futures is, I feel like if anyone wants to get into the futures market and trading that, start with the micro, like the micro S and P and things like that, because you won't end up risking a lot of money to make a lot of money. Right. And, and it's another exchange that it's, it's open a lot more than the regular stock market and options market. So you can trade a lot more, but if you truly, if you want those people a little bit more disciplined or whatever, like I said, when you come over and start trading, you know, in the crypto market, like on those crypto exchanges, it's 24 hours a day, you know? So, but the only thing is, is like, you gotta be disciplined because you might find yourself, you know, staying up a lot and not sleeping. Oh, yeah. And especially, yeah. you know, you, yeah, that's why you, I don't do it. Yeah. Anymore. You don't know when he's crazy, especially if you leverage, like, honestly, I'm not, I'm, I don't care. I'm not doing that ever, you know, because <laughs> leveraging to me, it's just like, you're, that's gambling big time. You, you are. <laughs> it's hundred percent gambling. It's like it's not your money. It's like, you're gambling with somebody else's money, man. And like, I, I yep. just see people in the stock market that would leverage and sit there. Like there's a lot of people that got screwed big time with a lot of these shorts. I mean, look at what happened with GameStop and all that. The reason why that oh, happened, yeah. why so many people, you know, bought the, you know, bought the farm on that thing is because they over leveraged on the shorts, on those short squeezes or whatever. Yeah. And they got, they got punked out of their positions, these hedge funds or whatever, because they right. were, they were not only were they leveraging, they were using other people's money. So their clients were like, Hey man, what the hell? Right. And, and what do you right. say? Because you thought it was a sure thing. Like it's GameStop. It's surely it's going to, this is going to go down. We're going to make money here. And then you got, Wall Street bets, and then also some institutions pretending like they are part of the Wall Street bets crew. Yeah, you know, on, on and they're squeezing Reddit. them too. They're squeezing them too. They're playing the game. They're they're like, playing, heck yeah, we can. Make they're playing both money. sides of the coin, man. They're they're <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, they're like a lot of these big corporations when it comes to all the political, like I said, um, virtue signaling that they do. Like you know, you may see Facebook saying they're against this, this, and this, but yet and still they donate to both par- political parties. Right. You right. know, even though they try to say they're yep. very, whatever's hot at the time, you know, like, oh, that's what they are. Yeah, yep. that's what they are. But they're still financing both of them. 
You right. know, that's the reason why they can go before Congress every other week and nothing really happens because right. everybody they're looking at on the judicial committee, are like, you know, you just got your check right from us. You need to calm, the, calm down with those questions. Right. <laughs> you, right. you know, that's right. why a lot of times I see Mark Zuckerberg's eyes bucking. He's looking like, he's looking at that senator like, are you really asking me this? Really? Right. You know, I just donated to you. I just took care of your daughter, dude. You know, in her college <laughs> fund. Calm down. You know, somebody, uh, your son got busted with like, like looking at porn on Facebook and whatever. We made that go away. You might right. want to calm down on the question, Senator so and so. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's such oh a dirty gosh. game, man. Such yeah. Game. Yeah. But it's the game. Yep. Man. So it is, man. It is. And so, um, but yeah, man, like I said, I know we could talk about this forever, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's it's so many endless. nuances of this that we didn't use. We didn't even scratch the surface, even though it seems like we talked about a lot, you know, right. like I said, and even just like you said, um, you know, look at, get into like, like you said, like, like Gemini or Kraken or your, or Coinbase, even on Coinbase, I suggest going to Coinbase pro. So you don't have to pay right. as high fees you know, when you are trading or buying right. you know, certain coins. So, right. so there's even nuances in that, <laughs> you know, just yeah, getting the, started. The, yeah. There's so many very, there's so many things to learn. It's, it's unreal. Like how many pieces there are to this puzzle. Um, and if you get on one of these exchanges, like, look, look, man, we were saying dollar cost average. So you just kind of set it and forget it. You know, right. my thing is that you find one of these where you can just do a recurring every week, every month or whatever, a certain amount. Right. And th- this is what's called paying yourself first. So yep. let's just say, hey, you get paid every week, you know, from if you're working, you know, or if you have a business or whatever, you know, here's the thing. If you're like, just say every Monday, just take, you know, have it where it takes out like, I don't know, $5, $50, $100, $1,000, depends on where you are. You know, just do that each week or each month and just just let it do it. And then right. a year from now, look at where you are, because right. there are people now if they were just putting in like $100 a month. You know what I'm saying? Just like on in Bitcoin over a year ago. Yeah, you know, right. there, there are certain websites you can go look at these. There's um yes. like dollar cost average websites where yes. you just for crypto and you can yep. see where you would have like six months ago or a year ago. If you just put yep. you start off with a thousand dollars and then you start putting a hundred in every week, you can see pretty much what you'd be making. Yeah. What you yeah. where you would be today. And when that right there is what will make you a believer. That's I think that if that doesn't put a fire under your ass after that despite right. what we're talking about and how we're showing excitement, then I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Bro. Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's like, you're I mean, hopeless. It, it, yeah. yeah. There's another fact for people is Bitcoin appreciates on average 200% a year. So every year it's going up 200. You're, you're going to make 200% on your money every year on average, no matter what. So it's like, that. that is insane. And if you think about how that compounds, so if it's 200% yeah, it this yes. year and then next year, 200% that price. Yes. Oh, yes. that's like, Come on. What, what is that? That uh what what is that actually? I'm something like so that's um uh 3x and then 3x that. So that's is that a 9x? I'm I'm not doing my math right now. But um, it's just like it's insane how 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 that adds up. So you, there's no asset in the world that can do that. No. Um there's no stock. There's just no. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> So you, if you go to like oh there's a good site is like um dcabtc.com. So yeah. there, there's, there's a good place. So you can just put it in just like, we'll, we'll play with those numbers. Just say, if you invested right now, let's just say you invested, uh, let's say they actually have an example right here. So you got, you invested a thousand five hundred and seventy bucks total invested in Bitcoin. Okay. That's yeah. where you started with. And then let's just say you put in a hundred dollars a week. 
okay? And you let it accumulate for three years, starting three years ago, compared to no other assets. So now that would have turned into, so let's, okay, so basically, if you start out with 15700 so you start with $15,700 to start, and then you just put in $100 a week for three years, starting three years ago. Right now, your total value would be $79,763. That's a 408% change. Right. Right. So in, in three years, okay? Right. It's crazy. In three years. So yeah. buying $100 of Bitcoin every week for three years, starting three years ago, would have turned $15,700 into $79,763. That's a 408% return in right. three years. So right. you let that marinate and then look at your bank account and your savings account. Then you look at you know the stocks that you're holding on to and then look at the quality of the stocks that you bought. And you think about that. You look at your 401k, <laughs> you know, you think about that. And yep. just let that marinate for a little while. And then maybe you need to make some, some decisions, some changes, right. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe right. you need to do some more, do some research on some things to kind of, you know, make some changes in your life that you won't right. regret, you right. know, or look at what you spend on a daily basis on certain things that you don't necessarily have to have and allocate that money toward Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, you know, and or some stable coin and do that. Right. You know? Right. It's yep. like, the possibilities are endless, but they're freaking great when you think about where you are compared to where you can be, especially right. when it's a little bit more certain where you can be compared to where you are now. You know. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I man. Say, I'd say a uh, last thing I would say is um, what you know a good quote from Warren Buffett, which is real simple. It's mm-hmm. be greedy when others are fearful, and be fearful when others are greedy. Mean, yep. And, and uh, which it's not, a, it's not about time in the market. It's about yeah, time in time the market. In the market. Uh, another yep. Warren Buffett quote, you know, yes, <laughs> time in the market. And, you know, if you're waiting for a pullback to buy, you, you might wait forever, you know, it depends because even when that pullback comes, you're, it may be way higher than it is now anyway. Exactly. First of all, and you may be too scared to buy at that point because you think it's going to keep going down. So you may <laughs> right. never, I mean, you just, you just, all you're doing is costing yourself. Hey, money. Man, just, so, just get in, man. Just, just get, get in. in. If it dips, get in more. That's all. You exactly. Do. <laughs> I mean, exactly. just keep getting in more like stuff, stuff that is load the boat, man. You know, if you, if you have timing is a very timing is something that, you know, one, one thing that I've, I've always been really good at in life is timing. I just have a good instinct for things that that explains my whole success in the fitness industry coming in with, limited experience and just flying past people that have been in the industry for decades. So it's, it's, but the problem is, is that what, like what you guys just said with the kettlebell industry, for example, when I got into it, it was probably 50 people who even owned kettlebells. No gym carried them. No gym had any desire to carry them. That was the time to get in. That was why I was able to go on and create a lot of wealth through kettlebells because there was a scarcity element. A lot of people didn't get in then they got in when the whole thing had blown up and then they thought they could replicate the success of those, but those of us who got in and that's impossible. You know, now I see people teaching kettlebell workshops in the park and they're charging 50 bucks a person. If even that $25, $50, that's a far cry from the $500 a person, $1,000 a person that I was able to charge, which nobody would be able to charge now successfully. Nobody, not one person. And so that's why, I mean, it's, if you wait for the timing to be perfect in life, you're never going to do anything. There's always a reason not to get started. This is why people never quit jobs they hate because they keep thinking, oh, once I save this much or the worst advice is this is the absolute worst advice on 
transitioning out of a job. They go build something on the side. And when that matches your day job, then you switch over. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds very convenient. But guess what? There's not one person in the history of success with entrepreneurship that actually applied that. It's impossible. Right. You have no fire in your ass to get anything done. You're playing it too safe. People that play it too safe, that's the <clears> biggest <throat> risk of all. Right there. Playing it too safe. It's the biggest risk. Right. right. That definitely is true. And you can't match the job that you're at because they already have all the resources. They have the employees. They they already have the backing. They have the experience. They have the time. They already they're ahead of you. No, already. They, they make it sound like <laughs> building business is like a little hobby that you're going to do in your free time. That's not that's not how it works. I worked right. seven days a week, twelve hours a day for the first four years of my business. And I never right. took days off. I never went on vacations. Never spent money on anything. Nothing extravagant. Right. So, that's <clears throat> that's the reality of building a business from nothing. It's not something where you go put in eight hours at a job you hate, and then you have this abundance of energy after that. I'm going to towards building your little business on the side. Right. That never worked. I remember I talked to a guy one time, one of my customers who was a, he worked with Oracle. He made $300,000 a year. This is back in 2004. So anyway, he goes, I want to get into the industry, do what you do, but I need to be able to make what I make in Oracle. I go, don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but the fact that that's already on your mind, right. forget it. Forget it. Right. Uh, meanwhile, I'm driving from Virginia to New York City with 30 kettlebells in a rent-a-car you know, and having to lug them up five floors to <laughs> teach a course, which has no bells and hardwood floors. You know, this, that's what, that was the reality as I'm trying to do a course then. Now, if you're willing to take on all that complexity and adversity, it's very lucrative, but very few people were. Now, here's a guy who's very comfortable with his income, and somehow he thinks he's just going to have this nice transition from one industry to the other without any impediments without any obstacles life doesn't work that way it just does not work that way at all right nope definitely not at all so that's yeah that's why it's like you know the whole thing with with this is yeah it's a risk but the risk is doing nothing so that's a much bigger risk. every every day is a risk no matter what whether you're doing something or doing nothing you're risking something you're risking a lot on both sides of the coin There's no way for life not to be risky. That's the problem. Right. As soon as you were born, it was a risk. In fact, as soon as you were conceived, it was a risk. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, Why you come yeah. out crying? You're like, damn, man. I got to deal with this now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, why not? So, exactly. there you go, well, folks. I mean, people that are very successful have, they have, they're, they're very good risk. with management, right? They're not risk adverse. What's your risk tolerance is where I'm going. You have to have high levels of risk tolerance to be successful, no matter what it is you're trying to do. So people that have very low levels of risk tolerance, those people are never successful. They have these boring lives of quiet desperation that no one's ever going to remember. No one wants to hear about it. And those are always the first people to talk about their lives, which is boring as sin. It's like, I don't want to hear about your life. Your life is so boring (laughs) falling asleep as you're talking. Nobody (laughs) wants to hear this. This life of quiet desperation where you played everything safe, now you worked for the post office for 30 years. I'm not disparaging that, but I'm just saying that's a very safe vehicle in the mind of people. It's not safe in reality. Right. But that's an example of what I'm talking about. Nobody, nobody makes a movie about someone who worked at the post office for 30 years and then retired and kicked back at strip clubs for the free lunch buffets. Okay. And that's never going to be a movie. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, and if you are, you know, if you're, if someone is, working like that it's like that's like 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 mike said nothing against 
that, but you can take that. If you're not planning to, to be an entrepreneur, which is well, most people are not cut out for it anyways, which is, so it's fine. It's not, it's not a big deal, but you take that money and instead of saying, okay, let me, let me put it in the bank and let me be safe. And, you know, let me, let me, uh, you know, maybe get, maybe get a, a vacation every couple of years and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just playing things so safe. No, take that, take the money, live below your means and invest the surplus and pay yourself first, which is meaning as soon as you get paid, instead of saying, okay, I got to pay this. I got to pay that. I got to pay this. No pay buy, make the investment, buy the Bitcoin, buy the Ethereum first. And then you, you spend your money on however you want. And you'd be surprised how people say they don't have money for something. It's like, no, you just adjust what you spend your money on. Yep. It's like, you've got the money. It's like, if you have a gym membership, right? Maybe it's a, one of those private gyms where it's a, like a private classes type thing. It's not a gym. So let's say it's like, you know, 200 bucks a month, 300 bucks a month, a little bit, cause it's more focused. It's like almost like personal training, but small group type class training. Right. Um, uh, it's like, Oh, I can't afford this. Like, no, you could afford it. You're just going to not buy this and buy that and buy that as much. That's all. You're just going to adjust your paycheck according right. to, uh, this, this expense. It's not like you just don't have the money. So it's the same thing here. You just got to start saying, okay, I'm going to, I want my money to go to work for me. I'm not just going to continue to work for it. And yeah. it's like, uh, Tony Robbins said this, um, you know, I know he's a little cliche of a guy, but I, I read his book, I read, his, I read a book called Money Master, Money Master the, Game. the Game. Yes. Yep. And I read that book with the entire, I had no idea what this book was going to be about. I thought it was going to be about like how to make money in this world. <laughs> and <laughs> right. I had no idea what it was about. It was actually for people who are not entrepreneurs. It was perfect for that person. Yep. The person who does not want to take a lot of risk and they want to learn how to manage their money. And the thing he said is you either master money or money will master you. And I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I love the way he said that because- Money could be such a touchy subject with people. Like it's this, oh, it's all about the money for you. It's all about money for you. Like, no, 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 no. And I love changing the vocabulary from using the word money and cash and, you know, because that sounds greedy to finance. And I noticed he used that word finance. He goes, finance is a big part of everybody's life. And it's a big, it could be a big stressful part of everybody's life. It's a finance. And I'm like, wow, I love how that's worded because it's so true. You can't escape finances. It's like, it's not like you'd be like, ah, I don't do that. I don't buy into the finance world thing. Like, what what do you mean? You don't, you have to, right? (laughs) So um, it's like, yeah, money, like finances, master finances or finances will master you. And that changed my whole life on how I viewed money. I was like, wow, it's so true. If you do not actually take it seriously, you, it will, you'll be a slave to money. So it's like, so, so powerful to, to start that journey of, okay, I'm going to manage, I'm going to let money work for me. I'm going to manage my money. It's not going to manage me. Exactly. Think about this. Every dollar you have, every dollar you make, it needs to be, you know, I've heard this so many times and I agree with this. Every dollar that you make needs to be an employee that works for you. It needs right. to go out. It needs to be a soldier. It needs to go out and defend your legacy. You know, it should be out there going out there and, and pillaging and gathering and bringing more resources to the kingdom. Okay. That's right. what needs to be doing. Not going out and getting slaughtered every day, you know, right. for the most part and being non-existent and leaving you defenseless. So right. That's think about it that way. Like I said, just think about, think about you, you and your family, you are the corporation and every dollar that you make is the employee that is helping build the business of you and your family. So the only way that you're going to be this legacy company is that these employees go out there efficient. They know exactly where to go and get the best resources that'll enhance the company. And that company is you think of it that way. 
That's all right. they are. They're just, they're just your employees. That's all your dollars are. They're nothing else, nothing more. They're, they're just there to work for you. They're to, they're to do your bidding and to keep you happy. And, right. and there it is. It's just that, think about it, make it that simple. Yep. Don't try, don't make it anything bigger than that. Don't make it like this big, ooh, this godly thing that you can never attain and get to. Like, no, it starts with you and then they got to do what you need them to do. So, right. So, yep. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. But yeah, that was one good resource to end on. Make sure you check yeah. out that book, Money Master the Game. There's not yeah. probably not one savvy investor that you could think of that has not read that book. Okay. Mm. It, it is kind of like the Bible for a lot of folks when it comes to, yeah. when it comes to investing, no matter where, where that is, whether it be stocks, bonds to my, or crypto, they've read right. that book because that's how universal that book is in helping. Yep. And it's all about the mindset. And that's what all this comes down to. You have to change your mindset. That's the only way you're going to change your finances. Right. You got to change the way you look at wealth. Right. So not money, but wealth. And you yes. got to understand what wealth and being rich, they're two different things. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like, I think it was either Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock was saying, no, it was Dave, Dave Chappelle. It's my look to my, you got to look at like, are you rich or are you wealthy? He's like, well, to my Shaq at that time, even when Shaq was playing basketball, he's like, Shaq is rich. Oprah is wealthy. <laughs> okay. There's right. a difference. And another thing is like, Hey man, if you buy something, let's say it's not always about material things, but tell you, tell yourself this, when you buy something expensive, and I think Jay-Z said this, can you buy it twice? Right. Yep. <laughs> you know? So when you buy that expensive car, that expensive house, can you buy another one? Can right. you do it right then? Yeah. Can you, yeah, can you buy it cash? <laughs> right now, cash. Card? Yeah, yeah, cash. No, buy it, not borrow it. When you're doing it with, cash, with credit, you're borrowing it. No. Can you buy it with cash? Like right now, can you now do it again? Right. So if you, can, if you don't feel comfortable with that, then yeah, you need to make a yeah. change. Make a yeah, change. The, yeah, definitely. That's the, <laughs> that's the last thing in advice that, that we've already touched on before. It's like anything luxury right now, at this moment in time, it's this it's a pivotal moment this time that we're in at this very moment it's 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 very crucial to start now um drop drop the idea if you have this idea in your mind of of buying anything nice like luxury wise and and you're one of those people that kind of lives paycheck to paycheck and you got to save up the money for this luxury item whatever this might be just drop that idea i'm saving up i'm I'm saving up i'm saving up for that new rolex yeah. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. It's no, just, no, you're yeah. not. <laughs> no, you're yeah. saving. No, what you're saving up for is more debt to yes. my, and more pain yes. and, and more reasons to complain and more unhappiness. That's what you're saving right. up for. Right. And you yeah, can just, just get that right now. You don't have to save up for it. Just do it now and <laughs> be miserable. Right. You yeah. You need these, 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 the latest Nike shoes are not going to make you happy or, or whatever that might be. Right. Um, those things are just, so you can buy all that stuff later when you have a bunch of money, you know? Exactly. Um, so the Dave Ramsey quote, man, yeah, I was I about, you guys know Dave Ramsey, I was you live like that. no one else. So you can live like no one else. Exactly. That is like, you know, you, you bucker down and maybe, maybe it's five years for some of us, maybe it's three years, maybe it's 10 years in crypto. It could be one year, literally right. um, you live like no one else. And then you will live like no one else one day in terms of like, you know, now you can, you can buy that car, that hundred thousand dollar car cash, because you know, you've got two, four, five million in the bank or, or in, in assets. It's like, you can buy that car and it's not going to affect your life at all. No, you know? Not so at all. it's like, you can literally burn the money in your backyard. Remember I'm telling this guy, it's like, if you burned a hundred grand in your backyard, would your life change? The guy had like 1.6 million net worth. He's like, no, he's like, okay, go buy the car. He's like, right. All right. I'm going to go buy it. And then he went and bought it, you know? So it's as simple as that. When you are in that position now, 
you can now you can live like no one else can live. You can go on vacations every every week if you wanted to because you have the means to do so. So, but it does you can't just you can't eat your your cake at the beginning and then expect to eat the cake again. It just doesn't work that way. I bet you are going to have to buy the ingredients to cook the cake. You know, first of all, you got to make it. You know, the cake just, right. just pop up and you're just like, right. oh. Or if you just go somewhere and get a cake someone else bought, mm, yeah. there's no fun in buying somebody, eating somebody else's cake. Right. You know, it's like, it's, it's all about making a cake yourself. When you put, it right. depends on what we mean by cake right now. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the main point is the, abil- the ability of being able to delay gratification my gosh, yeah. that can pay so much dividends. But guess yeah. what, though? Somebody, if you change, again, change your mindset, the, when you shift your mindset to the gratification of the process of, you know, right. of doing this and you're getting right. more gratification out of that, because honestly, it's a great story to tell. Tell me, what's it a is. better story when you just put like, dude, I remember I was living paycheck to paycheck, blah, blah. And then I got right. into crypto. And then in one year, dude, I turned four figures into six figures. You know, all the, right. all the crap they promise you in all these marketing, you know, scams or whatever, and all these right. businesses or whatever. You know, right. so I, I did that in Ugh. a, I did that in a year, four figures yeah. to six figures in a year. And to my honestly, you know, here, I can show you here, here's my account. You know, and there was no marketing scam, no, but all I did was dollar cost average into crypto. And I started here, blah, blah, blah. You know, is that a much better story to tell than me? Man, man, I went about the, I went out and bought this Lambo and then, you know, but then, by, you know, the market crash, man. And then I got, I got laid off my job, you know, because I didn't get the jab and blah, blah, blah. And then my car got repoed. That's not right. a good story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so that story sucks. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. That, that's, that's and no one, one wants to hear, like, no one wants to hear how that life, story. <laughs> yeah. How life used to be all the good old days. Oh my story. God. Like, yeah. Oh man. Oh, I used to have a Lambo when I was 23, but then I lost it in the crash. Dude, you're, you're 63. Why are you still talking about that Lambo? <laughs> okay. <It's> like, <laughs> right. Right. No one cares, man. Right. What are you well, doing now? The thing with money that a lot of people miss for all the reasons you guys brought up already. But the way I look at finance is the, the one, com- the most valuable commodity that is not renewable, that is always running out with time, right? We're all losing it. You can't buy more time. But what you can do is set up a lifestyle where you can maximize your time. I mean, where you can wake up and you decide, what am I going to do today? Rather than, okay, I got to wake up, I got to go to this job, and then I got to go do this, I got to go do that. And then, fortunately, it's almost Friday, so I've got a couple days where I can go do what I actually want to do. So now you're living for two days out of seven for the rest of your life, potentially. Shitty math. When your money works (laughs) for you, see, when when you work for money, you're trading time for money. When when your money works for you, it's freeing up your time. So you can go live your life. That's the big difference. So it's about a lifestyle. For me, I'm not a materialistic guy. I have one house. I have one nice car. That's all I need. I don't need five other houses. I don't need five other cars. I don't wear expensive clothes. Like I said earlier, I don't even own a suit. I'm sitting around in shorts and a tank top. That's pretty much what I wear every day, 365. So I have very minimal expenditure. I mean, look, my biggest expenditures, and Chris and I are on the same page as this, is just health expenditures, playing around with (laughs) companies that can be expensive, supplements, all that. And that's all paid for by my supplement company and my business. That's, 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 not, that's not money I'm losing on that. But right. the real point that I think we're all trying to make here is that you want to maximize time in your life. So whatever amount of time you have, whether it's 50 years, whether it's 60 years, whether it's 70 years, you want the majority of that time to be where money worked for you so that your time is freed up to live the kind of life you want. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I think we can end it right there. We've, we've yeah. Plenty. 
So Chris, man, thanks a lot for coming on, man. This this, this, is, this is great. You know, and and very speaking of time, this is a very timely topic, you know, that we were talking about today. So especially yeah. the way things are going right now, I think it's I think it's very beneficial. It's gonna be beneficial to a lot of our listeners, you know, things to come and things that are going on right now. And the and what we did, I think we just provided them with more options, you know, to make to do better with their time. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And just really, and yeah, really dive into this space and not, not look at it as, uh, as something not to take seriously to instead right. to take it very seriously and, uh, realize, you know, this isn't going anywhere. It's, it's, it's up only from here. Yeah. There will be pullbacks. Sure. But it's literally when you zoom out over 10 years, it's going to be up only. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> up only means the price just keeps going up over the time. It doesn't ever go down. Like you don't ever see, okay, Bitcoin, whatever. Oh, it's going to zero. No. No, the dollar will go to zero before Bitcoin does. So, yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Awesome. Yeah, guys, that was fun. Yeah, thanks, Chris. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, you have a good day. You too. All right, take, man, take care. All right, bye. That wraps up this week's Live Life Progressively show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Progressively show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash LLA podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media on Facebook as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.